Oh, hello there, everybody. Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast from Alphabet Idiots. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Death on the Nile Gumbert. And today Ooh. I've got with me, Chad. Just drink that Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew Zero Sugar, MDZ. Oh, did you see that Mountain Dew Baja Blast Zero Sugar hard spiked seltzer? Yeah, I'm all about it. Mm, uh, also, we have with qualifiers. us the man who was murdered on the Orient Express himself. I have returned. <laughs> <laughs> returned for revenge on Daisy Ridley's body, who is a train. <laughs> <laughs> the dead speak. <laughs> anyway, I have returned. I'm back. Thanks yeah, for having me. Here. Thanks for being here. It's episode 243. You can catch us on twitch.tv slash affilbiddy at Sunday evenings at 8.30 Eastern Time. YouTube and podcast services Tuesdays at 9 in the morning if you want to get up that early. Upcoming on today's show, I'm going to talk more about Murder on the Orient Express. Uh, multiple <laughs> Star Wars projects have been announced. Elden Ring expected to be the most beaten Soulsborne to date. Uh, more clarity on the Call of Duty situation. And Steam Deck has an official release date. But before we get to our, our things, Murder on the Orient Express... Again, Orient, I don't know if that's a word you're allowed to say anymore, but Death on the Nile is a sequel to that movie. Uh, Kenneth Branagh stars and directs, I believe. Also, let, let me tell you this. Does this he star in list. it, too? For Trail? I think he directs it. I feel like it. Yeah, directed by Kenneth Branagh. There we go. Based is on he a book the, by is he the old Christie. guy with the nasty mustache that's in with both the, movies? The wild-ass mustache. Yeah, he's no the No way! That's him? That's yeah, Tenet that's Man and director of Thor? Mm-hmm. I also forgot direct- he did Thor. He did that Thor fucking and then, mustache uh, is Yuck McDuck. I can tell you that right now. Those kids' movies, that kids' book that people liked, and they made a movie on Disney Plus and it was really bad. Uh, Artemis Fowl. He also directed Artemis Fowl. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But Kenneth Branagh's in it, of course. Daisy Ridley, uh, as we explained, is the train. Uh, Josh Gad. Willem Dafoe is a German Wait, are we man? discussing Murder on the Orient Express or are we discussing Death on the Nile? This is the first movie, Orient Express. Okay. Josh Gad, Johnny Depp. Um, was it Mackay Pfeiffer? No, Michelle Pfeiffer. Wrong person. Uh, so Judy Dench. There's a lot of people in that movie. Guys. Does Johnny Just Depp die in that movie or between movies? Because he's definitely not going to be in the sequel. <laughs> he dies in both. No, he Matt Nicholson takes times. over for him in the second movie. That's okay. what it is. <laughs> but no, he dies in the first movie, and then it's a whodunit, and it's very good, and it has a lot of famous people, and you should watch it. And that mustache is wild. Speaking of mustaches, Star Wars games are on the way. It's from Eddie McCooch at GameSpot. And the galaxy you ever far, that, far away. That the TIE Fighters sound like, you know, the, like the classic soundbite of someone screaming? Like mm-hmm. the TIE Fighters sound exactly like that soundbite, which is like, <laughs> <laughs> For me, the X Wings, when they open up their wings, it makes like mm-hmm. a little, like, weird decompression noise. And my mom's old van when you opened up the back door had like little pistons and it made the exact same fucking sound as the x-wings opening i up. wouldn't be surprised i was watching a behind the scenes thing on star trek and the way they make the i know star trek and star wars are very different things Oof, but star trek the way they make the pew pew of the lasers is they took a slinky and stretched it out over a metal ladder and then tapped it and that's the sound of the lasers freaking wild pretty cool that's pretty cool but not talking about Star Trek, because that shit sucks. Star Wars, though, <laughs> games are on the way. Actually, I like Star Trek. Let me sell it. Electronic Arts has announced major plans to create more Star Wars games with its studio and partners developing three brand new games. Count them. Uno, dos, three. These nice. include a sequel to the hit 
Mm-mm, don't you do it. These <laughs> include a sequel to the hit Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, as well as a new first-person shooter from Respawn and a strategy game from former XCOM developers. Uh, according to Jason Schreier, the new Jedi game may be released as soon as this year, fourth quarter what? this year, while the other two titles are reportedly many years away. Jeff Grubb, your boy, uh, resp- says Respawn's uh, Star Wars FPS is being made by the same team that developed VR game Medal of Honor Above and Beyond. However, the game's not VR, traditional FPS. Uh, Bit Reactor, which is the company made up of former XCOM people, we don't know anything about them, but they make those kind of games. Um, so, big news this week. When this this came out earlier this week, and I was like, oh, look, three new games. Respawn has, like, overhead on all of them, and I guess that EA doesn't have the exclusive <clears throat> deal, but they're still making money with Star Wars. So, yeah, they're, they're, Star Wars is still like, listen... We don't want to be your only one, but we will very much still sleep with you on a regular basis. But we're also going to see other people. Um, I it is it is really surprised. I guess kind of surprising to me to see Jedi Fallen Order sequel maybe coming even this year. Although it's been a while since 2019's biggest competitor to a game of the year was released. Mm-hmm. And so I'm and and last year they had the like the next gen upgrade. So I guess that was them just like experimenting with that kind of those tools and, and that platform. So I don't know. I guess it kind of exists. I mean, kind of makes sense. Three years is a pretty good, you know, you know, a uh, gap between games. Yeah. Especially if they don't have to recreate all of the combat systems, and all that kind of stuff. They can reuse a lot of those assets. Yeah. Interesting. I, w- I'm, I'm ready to, li- I am, my body and my mind are open and willing to like that game now. And so I feel like I could revisit Jedi Fallen Order before the new one comes out. And have a better time with it, just because I'm I'm in a different headspace with Star Wars in general, especially with that most recent episode of Boba Fett that we're not going to talk about because Holden is mm-hmm. on the line and he hasn't seen it yet. So I'm I'm ready to give Fallen Order a second chance. You should. Some people say 2019's That's, game of the year. It's pretty much where I am too. I don't know if I'll go back and play Fallen Order necessarily, but the things I didn't like about Fallen Order were minor. And mostly just like I don't like parrying. They kind of damage the combat for me or um, let down the combat for me. But I'm totally open to see where they go with this. I like the the, the, the structure of the game well enough. I kind of like what they did with it well enough that I'm still on board. I'm very curious to see what they do with it. Plus, it'll have haptics and I like haptics. So yes, I'm going to be on board with it. <clears throat> I'm assuming it's haptics at least. You assume, yeah. And then the thing for me, everyone knows. Number one XCOM fan in the world, Adam. I'm excited for Marvel Midnight Suns. And they're like, hey, more XCOM people are making a Star Wars XCOM. I'm like, fucking just, where's where do I drop the $70 right now? I'll just go and do it now. Get it, get it prepaid. Not, not a GameStop, <laughs> but straight to the developer. Uh, I'll give you the money because, yeah, I'm, any strategy game from that team has been great. Or those people in general. So I'm all about that. And the FPS one, cool. I'm sure it'll be fun, whatever it ends up being. FPS games are normally pretty successful, so... Whatever they do will probably end up being pretty fun and pretty cool. I'm curious what era that strategy game takes place in, because I think that could drastically change the style of strategy game that it is, where if it took place during the Clone Wars, I mean, you have, like, just dis- dispensable armies of uh, clones or droids, whereas if you do it during the Empire versus the Rebellion, like, the Rebellion a little bit more scrappy, they kind of have to use the resources well that they have, they can't be as just throwing you know shit out there to see how it goes. So I'm kind of curious which direction they go with that. I can kind of it'd be interesting what era they choose. My guess is that they do it in the era of uh, Book of Boba Fett episode five, 
very specifically, just because you don't know anything about it. <laughs> specifically, the part that you haven't seen of Star Wars, that's where they that's do the it. That's the one. <clears throat> no, you could, I mean, again, I would like to see, I mean, we're going to get to it in a, uh, in a second about the other upcoming Star Wars games, but stuff in the High Republic era is cool. Mm-hmm. Stuff in the Old Republic, anytime you could really do it. And again, it doesn't have to be armies. You could just do like, here's a squad of like, you know. That's true. Yeah. Of bounty hunters or the Bad Batch or, you know, Republic Commandos, anything. would You could really probably make it work. Um, so are you guys ready to move on? I, I'm, I'll say one more thing. I'm, I'm actually excited for whatever this XCOM Star Wars thing is. And it's because it, if you'd asked me two years ago, that would have been the one game you're like, cool, pff, don't give a fuck. Never going to play that, but I'll look at it from afar. But I've been, I've just like recently Mario plus rabbits has opened up my world to strategy games. And so I'm like Midnight Suns. I'm really excited, not just because it had a badass CGI trailer to debut it, but I'm also like really excited for Marvel Midnight Suns. And then, you know, I feel like this could be something really cool too. So I'm I'm glad that I'm dipping my toes in the new waters. It makes me so excited. Get those toes clean with a really good strategy game. Uh, so also with the first person shooter too. A reason why making a first person shooter in the Star Wars universe that alone just sounds awesome. They have never I'm on board made with that. Wait, no, it's not respawn, is it? Is it respawn? Oh, yeah, it is. It is. This is re- yeah. that one is respawn, yeah. Although Medal of Honor Above and Beyond did not do that well, if I remember, or maybe just the it didn't VR sell one. well, but maybe critically, I'll look that up while you move on and talk about whatever. Yeah, you can look that up. Either way, if they let the the main people at respawn help out, as they know how to make first person shooters, because you know Apex is perfect and so is Titanfall too. So Titanfall two is so good. Oh, oh it's fantastic. <sighs> All right, so right here, I've got a list. This is every upcoming Star Wars game. After we got our announcement early last week, they're like, here's three from Respawn. Here's everything that we have. Star Wars Jedi sequel. So Jedi Fallen Order 2, Jedi, whatever the hell they're going to call it. Respawn's FPS. Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. Bit Reactor Star Wars Strategy Game. Star Wars Eclipse from Quantic Dream. Nice Old Republic remake from Aspire. Star Wars Hunters, which is the mobile slash Switch game uh, from Zynga, I believe. And then Ubisoft also had a Star Wars game coming out is there so is there not a a knights of ren game that was teased a few weeks ago too or there was a trailer that was leaked or is that a show i don't know about that i don't have anything about knights i know people were talking about knights of ren stuff but i don't think anything was actually confirmed oh i think it's a disney plus series or a disney trailer plus. for it jk Maybe jk something. sorry cool cool forgive me all right so the, we've got seven we went from having people giving EA shit about Star Wars getting like, oh, we only got three games in 10 or whatever that we actually end up getting. So we have seven games on the docket. You know, three of these come out this year, I believe. Yeah, Hunters, Lego Star Wars, and then supposedly the Jedi sequel. So, <laughs> speaking of seven games coming out, new segment from Adam this week. Oh, Ooh, segment from Adam, <laughs> segment from Adam. Adam's got a segment and he'll shove it down your face. Right in your taint. All right. So, <laughs> you know how people make hype check lists? They're like, oh, yeah. man, let's yeah. do a hype check. Let's figure this out. How about we do a little hyperdrive check? <laughs> you oh, see what I did there. nice, bro. <laughs> nice. So, the reason I wanted Holden on is because Holden's a big Star Wars fan. I'm a big Star Wars fan. And Chad's in the middle. He's like, it's fine. Right? So, Chad, you're going to be Except judged. for now, after episode five of Boba which I haven't seen before. Yeah. Now he's a huge Star Wars the fan. The best episode yeah. of Star Wars ever, episode five <laughs> of Boba Fett, which Holden has not seen. Um, so, Chad, you can either help out or you can be the judge. But we are going to make the definitive top seven list 
of the most hype for these upcoming Star Wars games. So what do we think is going to be the best to what we think is going to be the worst? Top seven list. Number seven will surprise you. <laughs> we don't know what it is yet, I'm but it will surprise I'm going to make that the thumbnail you. this episode. It's not going to be like, here's a Star Wars list. Number seven is going to surprise you. It's just going to be called number seven will surprise you. And that's it. And the thumbnail is just going to be a question mark. Someone will click on it. Absolutely. So do we have, does anyone want to start? I have ideas in my mind but what do you think like what is the most exciting to what is the least exciting what do you think is gonna be the i worst? gotta refresh what my brain on what star wars hunters is okay it's it's a mobile yeah. like on the switch bottom only, of the list. cool yeah. yep that's exactly right what there. i was thinking too. bottom <laughs> of the list but this it's close though because eclipse being made by quantic dream will presumably have a scene where some jedi walks into mall going jason 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 and that's that's gonna be terrible so is that worse than mobile i don't know Let's go. Let's go ahead and tier them real quick. I think yeah, mobile or the the Zynga one. I'll put that in the bottom tier, right? Yeah. Um, oh, actually, real quick before we do this, we do have people listeners that reached out and said some things about Ooh, this because I tweeted about it earlier. Let's hear those. I asked them what their excitement, what their hype was. Um, Loops said all of it. it. Was just a gif of Han Solo saying all of it. So yeah, that's very true. Uh, Skipper Bob from Skipper Bob's Breakdowns YouTube channel says. Fallen Order 2, then the rest. I'm going to go ahead and say, let's put Fallen Order 2 in that top tier, regardless yep. of what number it is. That goes yep. in top tier. I agree with, with You're Bob in the dock here. I'm going to put um, some stars next to it so that we know that it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's top tier. I'm going to put three stars because it's top. And then Smitty says Eclipse, and he said Ubisoft's open world game coming in at a close second. Mm. So I think for now, I for, before we get farther into it, I think Eclipse will be on the upper half. And the Ubisoft one could maybe be there. So let's both put those on the upper half. We can do it upper and a bottom and then figure it out. Because there's only seven games. It's not that confusing. Okay. okay. <clears throat> so yeah, I agree. I agree that Star Wars Eclipse. Here's why. I, I'm going to start at the top. Here's why I think Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order sequel is going to be my top game. It's because we already have, we already have something telling us it's a pretty good world that you're in with interesting characters. There were some mechanics that I didn't love and some bugs that will probably be ironed out in the second one. So that's why I'm really excited for that. Star Wars Eclipse, I feel like, could be that. But right now, all we really have to go on is that amazing freaking fan service trailer. But it was all CG, and we don't really know what the game is. Yeah. So that's why I feel like that one's not going to be top of my list. But Jedi Fallen Order will be right above it at number one. I totally agree. Because like it also Eclipse... It's apparently not a purely narrative game like Quantic Dream is usually made. Apparently, they're, they're doing something different with this, which could be the Horizon Zero Dawn, kind of like they're going out of their you know wheelhouse and it's great. Right. Or it could, we don't know. We don't know if it's going to be that or not. Um, so it's kind of hard to like get super hyped about that. The thing I'm most hyped about is that it takes place in the High Republic era, something we don't know as much about. That's exciting, but the game itself, I don't, I don't quite know yet. But I'm excited enough to keep it in that top, uh, upper tier for sure. I, and then, yeah, number one, Jedi Fallen Order sequel. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, Jedi Fallen Order. We'll do three stars just for top tier, two stars middle of tier, and the poop emojis for bottom tier. Perfect. Uh, we already got poop. This is for us and not, not for the listeners. Yeah. Yep. So I think Star Wars Eclipse actually would be in the two-star tier just because it, it should be cool. It's in a cool era, but we've seen nothing about it. We don't actually know. And it's just a CG trailer. So of that alone, like, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, we know what that game is, so we can... We, even without seeing anything, we can already know. But that, it's like, it looks cool, but what is it actually? So I think that puts it in the middle here. Do you guys agree? Sure. So yeah. quick We're question. Doing it. Part of my naivete. I don't know how hype checks actually work. 
So like, is it different tiers? Is there like a Numbers, set number of tiers? Well, I'm doing tiers and then we order them. Just the tiers makes it easier for us to look at gotcha. and make a list. Okay, cool. That's yeah, all that I'm that fine is. with that because it's definitely not going to be at the same level as Jedi Fallen Order for me. Absolutely, I agree with that. Cool, cool, cool. Can I propose right. a tier for, for the Respawn uh-huh. Star Wars FPS? Okay, what do you think? We, we know Respawn makes a good... We've, we've all played Titanfall 2 and we know it's amazing. We played it for Barf. It's fantastic first-person campaign. But I looked up the Metacritic for the VR title, which the team that's making this is the one that made the VR title, Medal of Honor, and they have a 66. Mm-hmm. So, like, if it's that same team, I don't know what team made Titanfall 2 and whether that's the same team and they just graduated into Medal of Honor and now Star Wars. But, like, that gives me some pause when I start thinking about hype. So I'm going to say maybe two stars for that one. I think two on that, just because we don't know. Yeah. Because yep. you hear Respawn, you're like, they know how to make it, but that... Medal of Honor didn't seem to do super well. But I'll put that at two because we don't know anything yet. I'm with you on that. I can um, agree with that. Yeah. Sorry, I just so have to who, shout this chicken cheese tender biscuit. <sighs> Read it in the chat and I couldn't stop smiling. So I, you just got to scream it. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Uh, so Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. I'm going to put this at a three. Because Ooh. if you watch that six minute trailer... They basically were like, hey, we know Star Wars games are fun. Let's literally recreate what Lego games are from the ground up. That game is doing shit Lego games has never done before. And those Lego games were always super There's good. hardcore penetration in it. Never, I mean, it's never f- foredone in a wow. Lego game. <laughs> These bricks have taint and grundles. And it's wild. Uh, but it looks crazy. And it looks. I think that that one should be a three star. Just because we what? know the quality of Lego games. And it looks brand new. I haven't seen anything about that, so I don't know what's the this new stuff that they're doing. Because I, I haven't mean, been that hyped about this. To me, it's just been like, oh, Lego Star Wars game, whatever. That, it's that's just been like, my interest level. Yeah, no, there's just like co- the combat is like combo based now and shit. Like it's oh, interesting. It's okay. fucking completely new. Like none of the gameplay is, for, you know, they would just they would you know iterate. They took time, and this one looks like it. again. It's still a Lego game, but it is also all nine movies. It looks fucking gorgeous, and. They have all new mechanics. So I think that, again, it might be on the lower end of the three-star tier, but I think it still should be up there. Just I can appreciate three stars for that one. I personally am, am not a Lego game person. I've played I've played like three of the Harry Potter ones and one of the Marvel ones, and it's just like it never really does it for me. But like this one looks legit, and it has a lot of uh, really cool, faithful recreations of all of these different characters and all that fun stuff. So like it looks awesome, which I can appreciate. So I'm okay with that in the three. Does Ray come back as a train in this one, though? No, but they run a train on Ray in this one. <laughs> Hardcore penetration in Lego game. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so you can put three stars next to that one. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. Now, oh, Bit no, Reactor Star Wars. On one. Yeah, Bit Reactor Star Wars strategy game. So XCOM developers making a Star Wars game. Me, I would say three but I think it's probably on that line of three to two just based on what everyone else thinks. But I mean, I'm XCOM dude. So that's also where my this, opinion I, is. I would put this above Lego star Wars. Interesting. Personally, that's what I would do. Cause if this is a really good strategy game, totally into that. If, or like, I should say, I don't know. Strategy is weird for me. I really, really have to be into the game. And if I am really, really into the game, it's awesome. If it's, if I'm not really, really into the game, it might as well be dog shit to me. But mm. I'm willing to be optimistic and say it's going to be really, really good. Because there are some strategy games I've really loved. Um, hashtag Advanced Wars comes out later on this year, and I'm very, very excited for that. <laughs> um, there's nothing related to Star Wars, but, you know, just have to throw that in there. Um, but I would definitely put this above Lego Star Wars. If there's one where I'm like, ooh, I'm more willing to play that game. It's definitely, it's definitely the strategy game. 
All right, Chad, what do you mm. think? I mean, that looks I, like three stars right now, but what do you think? Uh, see, see, this is one that like we literally just know there's a Star Wars game coming from XCOM. And mm-hmm. while I'm optimistic about it and I'm excited about being excited for a Star Wars strategy game, like I don't know if I'm going to like this shit. And it could turn out to be poopy poopy pants for me, and I don't like that poopy poopy pants. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say like my hype level, me being hyped for this game, like I don't see a trailer for it, like, yeah, let's fucking go. I, I see that. I'm like, oh, that could be cool. <laughs> I can two stars that. It's not poop. Let's put it two and a half because I think that's the very top tier of the two stars. Okay. So I'm going to put two that's stars fine. and a little bracket there to represent half of an asterisk. <laughs> uh, uh, a little greater than thing. Uh, let's see. Ubisoft one. We have literally nothing about it. It's just the people who made Division are making a Star Wars game. I bet there are towers you can climb up and open up parts <laughs> of the map. And I bet there are collectibles you can go find that don't mean anything, though. Yeah, so, I don't know. I'm just so I've, tired of Ubisoft games. That I, I have no hype for this one until they prove otherwise. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, too. And also, I there's so many different forms an open-world Star Wars game could take. Is it all on one planet? Are there multiple open areas you can go to which have different planets? If it's open world, I would assume they mean just one big planet that you're on. In which case, is it on Kashyyyk and I'm just around Wookiees the whole time? Or is it going to be on, um, oh my god, why am I drawing a blank on the this, um, what's the city planet? Why am I drawing a blank on this name? Coruscant. If it's on Coruscant and you're like a bounty hunter and like the seedy underbellies of Coruscant, maybe like a little Star Wars 1313 action, it'd be fucking awesome. But then it's Ubisoft and there's a bunch of towers, like Chad said, you have to climb to get a bunch of, you know, dots to show up in your map so you know what to do. And then I don't care about that. But I do like the idea of an open world Coruscant game, but that's about, we don't know if that's the case or not. So it's mm-hmm. it's hard right. to get hyped about this. What if it is on the Wookiee planet and it's just... It's open world, but you're a hairdresser and you cut hair and you have so much opportunity. You just have to go from house to house cutting Wookiee hair and there's so many dots on your map for you to fulfill and it's going to take you 200 plus hours Honestly, to do it. I, I'd be so amazed that game would even be made. I feel like I would have to play it just to see what it's like. <laughs> like, is this for real? And then I can, and then it's like, yeah, it's for real, but the mechanics yeah. are incredible. Like, you've never felt like you're cutting Wookiee hair more than this <laughs> the game. Haptics. Oh my you god! Feel. Every the ponytail haptics, I clip, yeah. I can feel it in the trigger. From the team that brought you Division, <laughs> Wookiee by Great Simulator. <laughs> and it, when it gets harder, is like Wookies who like just don't like getting their hair cut, so they move around more, and you gotta like you know, it's in VR, you gotta like f- like hold them down and like. <laughs> Unwilling. You have to go around (laughs) and you have to strap these Wookiees down because they do not want their hair cut. But they keep, like, it's good for them. They keep tripping on their long hair on their legs. But, and so you know you have to cut it. But they won't. There's a bug snacks element to it where you have to, like, it's like a puzzle, figure out how to capture that Wookiee and hold that Wookiee down (laughs) so you can cut its hair. I would play that. We have no idea what this game is. I I agree with you. (laughs) <laughs> the poop makes sense. I probably put a, a one star and a poop because I don't think it's going to be. We it's going to be. We don't, have we don't know anything about it. We, don't we have a three star, a two star, and a poop tier. You're right. One, so two right. and a half star. We could do multiple poops, like Star Wars, uh, Star Wars Hunters, two poops because it's going to be more poopy. Yeah, but I'm with that. Two poops. Ubisoft Star Wars project, just one poop because we don't know. All right, all right. Well, but we're moving we from a tier system to now ranking them. We will in a second. We will in a second. So. Here we go. We're on our last one. Knights of the Old Republic remake. What are your guys' thoughts? Because I got I know some your thoughts. thoughts on it. Yep. I don't know. I have this no is... experience with the franchise, so I'm actually curious what Adam has to say. Oh man. I played ten minutes of it on an iPad 
and I didn't like it. But I know that people sure, that love it. That was the it, best so possible like, way to play that game too. <laughs> now I'm excited to <laughs> I'm excited to experience that in in a modern way that I can enjoy because people liked it so much. But I did not enjoy the first round of it, so mm. I don't know. I, I don't really have hype for it. Yeah, Here's but the I don't thing. think it's gonna be crap. I don't know. Yeah, I adore Kotor. The game is fucking fantastic. It's great. It was made 20 years ago. And again, I'll, I'll bring this up because we—I've talked about this, right? I would love for this game to be great. Then, like, we're doing a ground-up remake. Oh, who's doing it? Aspire. Who? Uh, Aspire. All they've ever—they've literally only ever done ports. They actually did your iPad port of this of that game, Chad. Just to let you know. Um, so I decided to go on Metacritic and I looked at Aspire's overall Metacritic. What do you think their average career score is for this team that only does ports? Out of a hundred. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Their average career score is a sixty-eight. Oh, so close. Ports, that's not great. Their last couple games, again, they only do fucking ports, which I don't understand why they let them do a whole remake. Uh, Nice Old Republic (laughs) for Switch, got an 83. Okay, that's solid, even though I have new stories about, like, the text being too big and you literally can't play the game because the text's too big. That's fine. Before that, uh, Star Wars Republic Commando for PS4, uh, 58. Um, Let's see, Star Wars Episode One Racer for Switch and PS4. Uh, That's an average of 66. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Academy average is 68. So, is that though because they didn't do a good job with the port, or is that because the games themselves weren't good that they? Well, ported? here's the question: If they can't port 20 year old games to modern consoles, what made you think they can remake a game from the ground up good? Well, maybe they did port 20 year old games, but the games were bad. It's like Resident Evil 3 remake. Like that was as good as it could have been based on the game that they ported mm-hmm. or remade. I don't know. I'm just trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm putting this, a poop by this one. I yeah, wish. I'm, I wish this was a three star. I would be so happy if that game's good. I have zero, literal zero confidence in the, that team to do it. If it was Blue Point, I think it would be oh, yeah, three number three. tier. Number one, I yeah. mean, three stars, top. But it's not. Yeah. It's by dudes who they're like, we know we've only done ports, but we're going to try real hard. So much of a port, and this is not all of a port, but so much of a port is just like, hey, this existing game, get it running on another system. Yeah. And if you're reviewing that low, like, uh. Yeah, that's that's not great. All right, we'll yeah, put a poop there for fun. now. Just yeah, for context, Porkchop in the chat says uh, that he loved the port of Star Wars Pod Racer, and he has the platinum trophy in it. So, okay. well, maybe they can aspire to achieve those heights all over uh, again. Uh, I see what you did there. That's their name. You use the name of the movie <laughs> in the movie. So now that we have our tiers, we're gonna go from one to seven. Number seven will shock you. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> I think we all agree. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order sequel number one, right? Yeah, that yeah. one has the threeest stars. The threeest of the three stars. All right. So then two and three is either Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga or the XCOM-style strategy game. Well, the way Where that we, we, we ranked, the, yeah, Lego Star Wars is a three star and Bit Reactor Star Wars strategy game is a two and a half star. So, like, it, it writes yeah, itself. But Holden said the other way. I've been outvoted, yeah. though, so. Yeah. it's yeah. Holden's old hat and dead. Like he can't he can't vote in the election because he's dead. That's voter fraud. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess if we did vote, I guess that would all go. So yeah. Jedi Fall in Order number one. You can go ahead and throw these numbers next to it if you if you get a chance, Chad. Okay. Okay. Um, two next to Lego Star Wars, and a three next to the XCOM strategy game. What? <laughs> oh my God! Please don't. <laughs> You're gonna run out after you get to three Pokemon. Um, so then we go to. The other two stars are Star Wars Eclipse and Respawn's uh, FPS game. Mm, so those are tied in the same tier because we actually did stick to the tier system for those. Yeah. Now, how do we rank them? 
Star Wars I'm Eclipse get- or Respawn's uh, Star Wars FPS? Yeah. I think we have a clear idea of what a first-person shooter Star Wars game from Respawn will be, and we kind of have no idea what this new venture for Quantic Dream will be, plus no finding a child named Jason um, in the <laughs> Respawn FPS. So I'm saying FPS first and then Eclipse. Chad, do you have any uh, feelings? I'll go with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Works for me. Okay. Shit quattro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you do for five? Or wait, would uh, that be oh, four? Oh, so Star Wars Eclipse is five, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, you could read five. that as Respawn aim, uh, Respawn, aim fire, Respawn Star Wars first person shooter featuring Shik Quattro Man, <laughs> which, <laughs> which would be amazing. Can we put that at the top? That's going to dethrone Fallen Order 2 for sure. <laughs> All right. So now we have the last Shik ones. Quattro. We have two, two of them with poop next to their name. We have Ubisoft's uh, Division Team Star Wars game and then Knights of the Old Republic remake. What goes six and what goes seven? And then Hunters just has to go eight because... That's where All right, so I'm going to say Ubisoft and then Knights of the Old Republic remake because mm-hmm. say what you will about you know Ubisoft's games kind of being all the same, that kind of stuff. I would put money down right now that their average Metacritic score on their big tentpole releases is higher than 68 on Metacritic for their tentpole releases because they have some – I think we did a – um, we did some sort of um, game on game show of like really badly reviewed yeah. Ubisoft games. Yeah. There were some Assassin's really surprisingly yeah, terrible ones. Like, is Assassin's Creed good? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that's my that's my thought on it. I'm fine with that. Yeah, Ubisoft and then Knights. Just again, I wish I just have zero faith in those guys. So put them seven and put Ubisoft. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's the first oh, of the poops, oh, the second of the poops, you. and the third oh, of the poops. Gotcha. All right, so. Your definitive hyperdrive check hype list. Wait, hyperdrive list for all the upcoming Star Wars game. Number one, Star Wars Jedi sequel. Number two, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Number three, Bit Reactor Star Wars strategy game. Number four, <laughs> shit, Quattro Man, <laughs> respawns Star Wars FPS game. Number five is Star Wars Eclipse. Number six is Ubisoft Star Wars game. Number seven is Knights of the Old Republic Remake. And number eight is Star Wars Hunters. Where would episode five of the Boba Fett show rank on this list? Top. Oh, man, number one. Number one. Top easily. Number one. If yep. only you'd seen it. You know if what's only crazy? I'd seen it. I miscounted how many games were on here, and number seven would still surprise you. Speaking of surprises, it's time for playtime. Woo! That's a playtime jingle. It's just a woo. (laughs) Oh, Holden, you've been dead. So tell us what you've been playing on Beyond the Grave. (laughs) Most recently, I've been playing Pokemon Legends. Um, Is it Arceus? Is it actually Arceus? I think it's Arceus, Arceus? yeah. Okay. Uh, I've been playing that. I really, really like it so far. I don't know if we want to just jump right into that. Are we going to jump in? All right. Let's go. Let's let's chat Arceus. It is exactly what I would want a Pokemon game to be in terms of going out, finding Pokemon, catching Pokemon, even filling out the Pokedex feels like I'm actually researching Pokemon to fill out the Pokedex, which is really cool. It's supposed to be like, all right, I have a ball now, therefore I know everything about it. 
it, it, it makes sense now that you have to like see them doing certain things. That's really cool. And all of that is so good, it outweighs the unbelievably terrible open world. I've only done the first like <laughs> biome, really. But it is so the open world is so bland and boring in so many ways, except for the fact that you have cool Pokemon walking all over the place. And the excitement of finding those Pokemon and catching them outweighs just the bland open world. Um, I love it. I really love it so far. I can't wait to see what Gen 9 has to learn from this game. How many hours you got in this thing? Oh, uh, actually, I can check. Can I? I'm going to check right um, now. Let's, let's I'm see. at 11 and a half hours over two days. I am... Amateur. <laughs> Is that in the backpack and then in it's the where you go save. card? Yeah. I'm exactly the same amount of time, actually. I can't believe I put that much time into the oh, game. Um, and you're only on the I'm first still... biome? I just got to the second biome. But what are you I'm doing? Not... I'm filling out my Pokedex. It's so okay. much fun. I've done all the requests. I've done a ridiculous amount of the requests. I think there's only like... Out of the 30 I've gotten, there's only like five I haven't done so far. Gotcha. Um, I would say I'm right on the same exact page as you, but more emphatically in both ways. Like, I, <laughs> I think that this is, this mechanically, like the way that you played the game is what I want from every single Pokemon game going forward. And I think we need to retire the old style. We have 94 different versions of the old style, and they're all exactly the same. And, like, that's great for what it is. You can keep remaking those for that audience. But, like, new Pokemon should be this. Yep. It, Like you said, like, this is the moment when we all saw Cubone in Detective Pikachu. And you saw him throw the Pokeball at Cubone, and, like, it didn't quite catch it. And everyone was like, oh, my God, that's what it would be like if Pokemon were real. Like, I feel that whenever I'm in this game. And I'm sneaking up behind people, getting those back throws. And then it, like, doesn't catch. And then it sees me. And then I got to, like, battle it a little bit. And then I fucking kick its ass. Like, that. this game is exactly what I want from future Pokemon mechanically i even feel like the the story i've never i've never given a shit about team rocket is taking pokemon and <laughs> and, and making them do, do bad things like that i've never been into that the eight gym leaders and the elite four has always seemed arbitrary like even in diamond and pearl remake that i just played it's like they're really just roadblocks for you to get a new skill they're, the leaders themselves are, are pointless. But in this, the story and the lore behind the the uh, the region and the island, like you're helping calm these frenzied giant, like basically guardians of different areas of the island uh, because of this space-time portal that's opened up and lightning is striking and there's like different uh, areas that are now in bubbles that have Pokemon from all other dimensions coming. Through. It's like really freaking cool. And it makes me want to explore that and calm that part of the island and and open it up in new ways by by talking to the different guardians or the different like the big fish and the deer and whatever the fuck else is out there so like even that from a narrative point of view i'm really excited about this game in a way that i've never been about the narrative of pokemon in general and i've also found that while i was playing through brilliant diamond and shining pearl i <sighs> battling pokemon is a chore for me like, I didn't realize it until I was an adult that's like, Pokemon battles are such a chore that I'm always, oh, fuck, I gotta go through six trainers to get to this next town, and I know that I'm stronger than all of them. It's just a matter of me pushing A in the right order. And <laughs> none of them are smart, and they all have the same fucking type of Pokemon, and I can just get through the whole thing with one guy. And so it's always been a chore. 
and this is just, it's it's brand new because there's not like Pokemon battling that often per se, but it is still like using them strategically to like whittle down someone's health so you can catch it or get an alpha or something like that. So even that part of it has been kind of reimagined for me and sparked interest in a new way. So I'm loving that part of it. Holden, did you want to say something as well? I heard you chime in a little bit. Oh, just the trainer thing. It's just like, I totally agree with that. Because it's like, oh, wow. Like how, you're like, you're a 10-year-old who became the the best Pokemon trainer in all the land. It's like, well, yeah, because everyone else thinks it's a great idea to get eight Magikarps or six Magikarps. <laughs> right? And that'd be their only lineup of Pokemon. It's like, of course they became the best. Everyone else is so unbelievably terrible in this world. Um yeah, I totally agree. I still, I still, I totally hear you. Like the Pokemon stories, I don't give a shit about them. Generally speaking, I still would like to see the eight gyms and Elite Four come back. Just, I don't know. There's something iconic about that, and I think it's a good like st- um, structured like build up with difficulty as you, you kind of go on. But they need to do more, I think, to like make it more compelling. But I think they have a foundation with this now that is absolutely worth building on. So much yeah. so that. I'm fine if they don't make any more Legends games. If this was just a game made to develop this new mechanics, um, this new mechanics and the new style, so that they can just go forward with that in the, f- the future generation games, I'm fine with all that. Um, as long as they keep this. If Gen Nine comes out and it doesn't have this stuff, it's going to be really disappointing, like really, really disappointing. And I can't imagine people were upset when animations weren't the right way or whatever in Sword and Shield. I can't imagine like the backlash that's going to happen at least on Twitter with no you know open like, exploration to find Pokemon and catch them and catalog them and it'd be it'd be really upsetting if that were the case. But I'm I'm very curious where they go with that. Yeah. Uh speaking of like cataloging and exploration like just like you said, I feel compelled to fill out the Pokédex this time too because I feel like it's more like research and I'm going to every single Pokémon. Oh, I don't have that one yet. And part of the joy is exploring this world and I want to go in every single corner in Krabus and not necessarily where the marker is just to make sure I can say, "Oh my gosh, it's nighttime. I haven't explored this area at nighttime. What can I gather in here?" How many times can I freaking throw a berry at this stupid Roselia and then freaking catch it from behind? Uh, I that that genuinely like and earning the research points. That's what I love about this too. The research points. I feel compelled to go and research. Get this person to use a move, or give this person a berry before I catch it, or uh, kill it with dark damage type instead. Like that's driving me because that also unlocks the ability to have higher level Pokemon. Which brings me to the discussion of alphas. You guys, this game. I feel like this is the, this is the Monster Hunter. Whereas other Pokemon games are JRPGs, this one is more Monster Hunter, where you're like, go f- seek out this Pokemon and find a way to bring it down, or blah, blah, blah. But it's like baby's version of Monster Hunter. But the alphas are addicting as hell. My First of all, my entire team is only alphas. Only alphas. If you're oh, not damn. an alpha, get out. Transferred. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> but what I love no, about no the alphas... No betas in, in Chad's oh, team. Oh, no, 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 no. No, what are they called? What are they, soy boy beta cucks? Is that beta cuck? <laughs> Don't want none of those. Only alphas, but they are. So if if you haven't been paying attention to the marketing or the the like the way the game works, there are just out in the wild. There are super ginormous, like comically huge versions of these, especially like Rapidash, or I evolved my yeah. my alpha Rhyhorn into a Rhydon, and it's just so freaking huge. But they're huge ultra powerful versions of these things that have sometimes like unique moves to them as well that 
like they add a challenge in order to catch them. It's almost like whenever you would go and seek out all the legendary Pokemon after like in the end game of a regular one. I remember calling out of work one day so that I could just in the end game of of Alpha Sapphire just go freaking find every Regirock and whatever the hell was out there. <laughs> but those they're such a cool challenge to me. And every time I see one, I'm like, okay, stop what I'm doing. Are all my Pokemon healed? Uh, have I caught everything around it or killed everything around it so that I can really just focus on it? Save my game in case it kills itself with a stupid freaking move. Um, so that's been really, really fun. And it's also just like, now that I have a team of only enormous Pokemon, it's just really fun and funny to me to run around and fight little stupid Starly with an enormous freaking Rapidash. It's so fantastic. <laughs> so I'm loving the, the added challenge of those. The fact that they're like random, not random, they have set spawn points for them, but that you just encounter them in the world is just adds a whole new level of things to it. That in a way that like Gigantamaxing and Dynamaxing and... Like, all of that in previous Pokemon games never really caught on for me. Like, I didn't give a shit about any of those. But these, mm -hmm. it's been fun. Yeah, I, on the Gigantamax comparison in a second, but with the Alphas, I haven't gone um, to find the Alphas at, at all. I just, I see them, I get scared, and I run away. Or try to, like, <laughs> dodge it. Um, I'm fine with the team I have. I'm happy with my Soy Boy Beta Cucks. They're, they're great. <laughs> they do wonderful. And... Um, but what they do add is they add this like level of spontaneity to the open world, and, and the battle system does too, where you kind of feel like you're exploring this world, and then, oh shit, like I have to respond now to this situation. That moment's never happened in Pokemon before, ever, yeah. to like have that danger of going out into the world. Or there was one point where this one Pokemon was following me, because it's going after me, and... I didn't care. I was just running away from it. But there's another Pokemon that I wanted to catch. So I missed the Pokeball, and then it got angry at me, so I had to engage in battle to catch it. But then, because the other one was following me, I had two Pokemon in battle against me at the same time in the wild. That's never happened to me in Pokemon before. That kind of yeah. added that element of danger that I've never seen before. That was fantastic. Um, have you have you opened up a rift yet? Yes. Yes. I Those just run around them. I just run around and collect the items. <laughs> Don't engage oh, any Pokemon but in there. There's so many. Like I was, I was in there and I tried to do the same thing, but there were like five following me. And it was, it was a, a Floatzel, a Snorlax, a Porygon Z, and something else. And I didn't realize that I had to fight all four of them at the same time. And I was just like, but I want to catch all of you. But you're gonna like, I move once, yep. and then all four of them just like dogpile on all of me at one. Oh God, that's it. it just I, adds another new challenge and, and new way to enjoy. The same mechanics, yeah. which is great. And the game, I think, is harder to begin with. Like, I find yeah. that even if a Pokemon I'm fighting is lower level than me, I'm still afraid of them that they could defeat my Pokemon. It's, it seems like it's totally possible. Enemies do, or other Pokemon do, a lot more damage than they've ever done in past Pokemon games before. And you can still do a one-shot in a Pokemon if you know the right types and all that and how to, you know, go after other Pokemon's weaknesses. Um, but it's definitely harder in, in the combat arena. Um, and kind of going back to the whole like, Gigantamaxing, Max Evolution, that always felt very, very gimmicky to me. And it was really just an, this, like, it felt like a lame excuse to, to shake up combat. And yeah. like, oh, like, it's like the trump card. If it's like, if Pokemon is rocks, paper, scissors, like, oh, you threw out a fire type, I threw out grass, fuck, I'm screwed. Um, you know, that's like, that's like the rock, paper, elements, uh, rock, paper, scissors element to it. But then... Gigantamaxing and all that was like supposed to like counter that in some way, and it never felt right to me. It felt kind of strange. But I think the equivalent, which isn't exactly the same, but I think is better, is the agile versus strong moves. 
where yes. if you want, you can pick one or the other. It's fantastic. There are so many times where you'll go after a Pokemon and you want to get its health low, but you end up inadvertently killing them because you're getting too close to the bottom. And I know there's moves you can get, like, um, uh, what was it? Um, false swipes. False swipes, yeah, that goes down to one. Um, I don't have any Pokemon that do that. I don't really worry about, like, buying moves. I just kind of work with what I have. Again, I like my Soy Boy Beta Cucks. They're great. Yeah, if it's not in the yeah. foundational. Sounds like you're a basics. sheep in a, in a world full of wolves. <laughs> yeah, but it makes it, it's, it makes it more dangerous and scary and fun. So you know, he's a Wooloo in a world full of my hyenas. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um... Where was I at? Oh, yeah, so you can use like, the Agile moves to be more strategic in, okay, I want to try to catch this Pokemon, so I want to use an Agile move so I can get their health lower, but maybe not use my full force against them, but then leave that open so I have more moves to, if I need to do another Agile move, I can. Or if I want to throw a Pokeball right after I use that move, I, I yes. can leave myself that room. Like it, There's just so much more strategy involved in because of Agile and Strong moves. Again, another thing that if that doesn't come to Gen 9, it's going to be a big disappointment because it's obviously the better mechanic going forward than stupid Gigantamax or <laughs> Dynamic, whatever they were called. Like there was the other Dynamax. Dynamax, Dynamax and Gigantamax. Yeah. So stupid. So dumb. Yeah. I think the last thing I'll say about alphas is that I enjoy like those are really what push me to do research because I catch mm-hmm. uh, an alpha and it's like level 50 and I can only control level 30 or higher Pokemon in battle reliably. Now I can, can I can do anything up to 65 now due to my research rank. But like I catch something that's super high level and I'm like, fuck, I can't use it yet. And I, I'm just like driving myself to like look at all these Starlies and all these freaking Dusclopses and things like that just so that I can finally use that giant Pokemon I caught. And then by the time I'm able to use that one, there's an even higher one that I've caught. And I'm like, God, I got to get my research level even higher there. So like that's that's what's driving me to do all that research is because I have all these awesome Pokemon that I can't use yet. Mm-hmm. No. Speaking but, of Pokemon, hold please. Before hold you please, go on, one last thing to say. Go ahead. Oh, unless is it still Pokemon related? It's about Pokemon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also reached out on Twitter and was say, "Hey people, how you feeling about Arceus in your first weekend?" And here's Squirtle eating a donut. Is that what they said in the show when they were eating rice? Yeah. It's like like a, a rice thing with a black stupid. square on it. It's apparently a donut. Yeah. They're like Americans are stupid fucking dumb. It's a donut. You fucking dumb kids. <laughs> uh, so Smitty, <laughs> he says there are no textures. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Art style is wonderful, though. My very first Pokemon game ever, and I'm enjoying it very much. Besides the fact my son made me pick the stupidest-looking starter. Don't know what he's referencing. Yeah, but apparently little Lincoln starter. Picked, I picked Oshawott, and the dumbest one with the stupid Little Mermaid sea cell titty <laughs> on his belt. Oh, the little uh, seal one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Rowlet's dumber-looking. It's just a green owl. Pfft. Yeah. With a bow tie. Yeah. Uh, um, Eric Berg. Oh, go ahead. Bow ties I, don't I, grow I, naturally. It's dumb. To, <laughs> to, to go off of Smitty's point about the textures, mm-hmm. it is when I'm playing it on my TV, and that's why I played it for the first like hour and a half, was on my TV, a 65-inch OLED 4K. It looks gross. Like, it is... The the art style, again, yeah, is good, but, like, especially when they show close-ups of characters as they're talking, and, like, logos and, like, decorations on their clothes look like fucking bitmaps from the 1990s and they are disgusting looking and the grass and everything looks terrible but i've been playing the other like 10 hours of it handheld in my bed and it's not as noticeable it's not as bad on that smaller screen so uh yeah that's 
that along with Holden's fact that like the open worlds, I'm in biome three now, and it's it's very much the same. It's same. It's same every single time, just like with a different color palette, basically. Yeah. Um, so like it, that's wholly uninteresting to me. But it's the the different Pokemon that spawn there and the challenge of getting them that's keeping me going from spot to spot. Yeah. I think thank the texture were definitely okay. Dad, I'm sorry. Oh no, I said thank God the mechanics are good because we knew this game looked like shit for months yeah. <laughs> and i was like i want this game to be good but it looks like hot fucking garbage but i hope to god it's good and then you know everyone's saying like when you play the game the game is good and, like that's what matters i think most yeah. so that's good uh the bland textures definitely contribute to the open world being kind of boring where like it's like boring tree boring tree boring tree grass it's literally just like a texture on a flat surface as opposed to like like breath of the wild has flowing grass and a lot mm-hmm. more shit going on around it. I don't know why this game couldn't achieve that. Oh, and the draw distance is like <laughs> rocks popping up right in front of you. And in a game where you're supposed to be like sneaking up on Pokemon, so you should be able to see them from afar, like the draw distance yeah. is laughable sometimes. You'll be running, and, and then, all of a sudden, an enormous alpha Pokemon just appears in front of you. And you're like, oh shit. Where did that come from? <laughs> but then they make odd choices too. Like, okay, well, we'll show you this like flying Gyarados over here, but he moves at five frames per second. Yes. Yep. And it's just, it's, yeah, it's, um, boy, I can't wait for Switch 2 at this point because games like this will hopefully run a lot better. Yeah. We're there. We need it. Hope so. All right. So this is from Eric Berg on Twitter. Uh, this game is what I always imagined it was like being in the Pokemon world. It's just so much fun exploring off the beaten path, sneaking up on the unsuspecting Mon and nailing it with Pokeball that I crafted. Highly recommended. So yeah, he's a big fan, but he was like, I hope to God that they do something new and interesting. And it's like, it looks like they did. And then lastly, apparently Holden's best friend, uh, Daniel's a nerd. Just because oh, yeah. you, you responded. Daniel Figuera. Uh, it's everything, all caps. It's everything Pokemon should have done a long time ago. It's so good, my dreams have come true. And then, of course, Holden's ghost responded to that tweet. So, it looks like all positive <laughs> things here. I like that. Yeah, I like to on, see that. on to Eric's point there too, Eric Berg. The one thing we haven't mentioned is the crafting. Like, you're not just going to a Pokemon and buying Pokeballs. Like, you're you're pick. It's Horizon Zero Dawn style, where you're picking up berries and tree branches and shit like that, and rocks, and you are crafting Pokeballs on the spot. And in fact, I haven't bought any Pokeballs whatsoever. I'm just making them as I need them as I'm picking up materials. Like, that's a, a, another really cool aspect is being self-sufficient and crafting out in the wild. That's dope. I've gotten more money than any Pokemon game I've ever played, and I've spent none of it because of the crafting. <laughs> Only well, inventory except slots. the inventory slots. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's it. God, please give me every inventory slot I can afford. Is there a max inventory slot? I need to know because I'll just keep spending money to fill it up as much as I don't possible. Know. I'm up to the the tier that costs nine thousand for the next slot, and it's uh, that's still oh cap, Jesus. So. Okay, I'm not there. The most I spent now is like two thousand five hundred, I think. So you're way ahead it, of me. I heard it caps yeah. out at six hundred sixty six slots. Oh shit, Satan, Satan! <laughs> but Chad, what else you been playing besides the Pokemons? Uh, me and the boys have been playing the nipple tat trips. I've been playing Rainbow <laughs> Six Extraction. Uh, we talked about this last week. It's a really fun game. Um, and we went into it. We did not have a good round last uh, a couple nights ago, but we finished strong. But what I'm really enjoying about this is again just like how they're how you slowly unlock characters to give you more variety, and then how those characters are like out of commission for a while to force you to play as other things. And then you unlock more things about them. And you're like, oh, this other character that I didn't like so much, once I've powered them up a little bit, they have this cool thing that they can do that, oh, maybe I will play as them more often. So 
Uh, I'm I'm very much looking forward to the end game content in that one, which we're super close to unlocking because uh, there's a lot of cool cosmetic stuff that I'm itching to get, but I don't want to pay cash monies. So uh, that's all unlocked in the end game stuff. So Rainbow Six Extraction, highly recommend. It's on Xbox Game Pass. Go get it. And then um, Alien Isolation, which was our barf game for January. And it is a game that I am like mission seven out of 19 right now. Uh, Adam and I have both been playing this. However, we don't think we're going to finish it. So we've already gone ahead and set a date. We're going to do our barf episode regardless, just based on what we've played up until that point on Thursday. Uh, So uh, you'll hear more about my thoughts on that one. Generally more positive than I thought it was going to be. But uh, we'll chat more about that later this week. And then someone on here wrote Breath of the Wild, pointy penis balls poop next to uh, what I I've just put playing. the heart and then Chad added a poop in afterwards. Well, but Chad's definitely been playing Breath of the Wild. Heart, He's so excited for the sequel. He can't contain himself. Your heart's not sideways in your body. That's definitely, though, the orientation of your pointy penis and balls. I, and, so I tried to do I tried to do the emoji where it's like smiling with the heart eyes because you're uh-huh. like so enamored with Breath of the Wild. You really are. And uh, but it wouldn't let me for some reason add in emojis. I kept hitting the emoji button on my keyboard and I, I couldn't said it get was it his in. Eggplant. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Uh, all right. So for me, I also have been playing more Alien Isolation. Uh, you know, we'll talk about that soon. As Chad said, I do like the game a lot, and it is it is alien as fuck in the best ways. I just don't like to be scared. That's it. I've got to the part where the alien starts hunting you, and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> uh, but it is very, it is very good. So yeah, we'll talk more about that. And I just went ahead and watched a, a full breakdown, like story, everything. So I know what's going on, and I know what's happening. I just don't want to get hunted because I don't like being hunted. Um, I also played a little XCOM two because I was excited for all these announcements. I'm like, oh, let me go back and do a finish and run XCOM two. And so I finished that up. Um, it was crazy in that game. I only lost one person, and it was also Holden. Holton just always dies. I don't know what it is. But you got a memorial. You're the only person on the plaque. So feel good about that. I played like some Like Palpatine, I always return. So don't worry. I'm always back. <laughs> Not in my continuity. Uh, and Battlefield... <laughs> Star Wars Battlefront. Excuse me. Battlefront 2, which does feature Palpatine. He's really, really good and really fun. I played that because, you know, I was in such a fucking Star Wars mood. And that game is beautiful. And I like it a lot. All I do is play co-op at this point because the only people who play online are fucking sweaty as shit because it's you know fucking three years later but yep. co-op's fun because you just sit down and you're like oh let's play the original trilogy era, era and it's like everyone's just fucking boba fett everyone just <laughs> wants to be boba fett and shoot all the the rebels with boba fett it's a great time um and then a little more horizon zero dawn trying to get ready for forbidden west so i've just been steady playing the same things but three of these games won't be on my list next week so we'll see what new things happen speaking of not in my canon I just wanted to mention that today I also watched the new Halo official trailer that's out. Everyone should go watch it, and it looks fucking incredible. Like, the production value on this, on this not film, it's a TV series on Paramount+. Plus. Oh, my God. Like, there are parts of it where I swear to God I'm looking at... Uh, you know, you know how whenever you see a, a show or a movie of a video game and they, like, try to be too faithful to the outfits and it looks, like, tacky looks and wonky. weird? Yeah, yeah. it was like, that's fucking... Like, the... <laughs> like the, the the Legend of Zelda infamous like movie trailer from IGN in like the year 2000 or whatever it was. 
Ganon's um, amazing beard in that. Yeah. This, there were shots of it where I was like, fuck, am I looking at the game right now? Or no, that suit just looks so fucking incredible. It's obviously real life, but like, the suit yeah. is fucking great. Oh my oh God. Oh my God. And then, yeah, the, uh, the uh, freaking elites and the energy swords in the new trail. I'm so pumped. So pumped for the show. And it's two months away. I am 100% subscribing to Paramount Plus for like two months to watch it all. And then. 100% unsubscribing from Paramount Plus until Let's say, season two. <laughs> Let me get your login so I could watch it for <laughs> one night and binge it all and then never pay for that service again. Uh, but yeah, it looks, I like that trailer. It looked very good. <sighs> but anyways, we're going to go talk about our quest log. What does that mean? More stories, more things happening. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to get to very specific points. I need you guys to help me because everyone knows I have a trouble saying names, especially mm. when they're not Smith or Johnson. So you're going to have to help me out here, guys. <laughs> right. Uh, Elden Ring director thinks more people will finish this game and more. These are multiple stories from IGN. Speaking to PlayStation blog, Miyazaki, I knew that one. Nailed it. Perfect. Nailed it. Was asked about the ongoing discourse that surrounds the challenge and accessibility of From Software's game if the team was more mindful of these conversations when developing Elden Ring. Yes, we have, Miyazaki said. It's a valid Nailed discussion. It. Boom, killed it. I feel like our approach to these games, not just Elden Ring, is to design them to encourage the player to overcome adversity. We don't try to force difficulty or make things hard for the sake of it. We want players to use their cunning, study the game, memorize what's happening, and learn from their mistakes. We don't want players to feel like the game is unfairly punishing, but rather there's a chance to win a difficult encounter and make progress. More, it's all Miyazaki talking. We understand the Souls-like games are regularly associated with impossible levels of difficulty with high barriers to entry. We will try to design the games to make the cycle of repeatedly trying to overcome these challenges enjoyable in itself. So we hope that with Elden Ring and the new options it, it provides, it will be successful in that respect. Uh, he continued to discuss how the level of uh, freedom Elden Ring offers in its uh, open world format should also lead to more players finishing the game, even though From Software did not intentionally lower the game's difficulty. We've even reduced the number. Um, I believe this is Miyazaki again. Yes, we've even reduced the number of hoops you have to jump through to enjoy it in multiplayer. So we hope Thank the God. players embrace that idea of receiving help from others. We feel like the overall clear rate will go up this time because of these things. Now there's another, some more quotes from a different guy. So just on what Miyazaki said, how you got everyone's excited for Elden Ring. Everyone watched the trailer, didn't know what was happening, but was excited. It was a great time. When he talks about this accessibility and the difficulty and people beating it. Pluses, minuses. What are we doing here? I, I read this is some the exact. Of... Go for it, Holden. I think this is the right way to go about accessibility in in a, a Souls like game, especially from From Software. I feel like what makes the games impactful and what makes the games resonate in the community is that everyone overcomes the same hill. Everyone goes over that same hill, and everyone shares that experience. And I find that doing this in a way that they're just basically finding avenues for you to get over that hill with your friends, to share the experience with your friends. Essentially, it kind of, kind of feel like that's what they're saying. That's, I think, absolutely the right way to go, go about opening up the Souls-like games. Um, and even outside this article, um, apparently from like the network tests, they will load you right outside the boss now. If you die, you just go right outside the boss and you can go fight the boss. Like These are things that are, I'm totally, totally fine with. Um, I feel like it keeps the experience, it keeps the intention of the experience consistent going forward. Yeah, I 100% am on board with the multiplayer improvements. That's been, anytime, playing multiplayer in these games has always been convoluted and stupid, but it's always been a good time once we finally get it to work. But it's been weird that like, 
You can only play multiplayer if one of you's beat that world, but the other hasn't, and then you can join that person, but it only counts for killing the boss for one of you and not the other, and in order to even find each other, one person has to put a sign on the ground, and the other person rings a bell, and then it 90% of the time never shows up, <laughs> and you set a password, and you both say, do you have this right password? Say, yes, I have the right password. Is it lowercase? Yeah, it's all lowercase, and then nothing fucking shows up, and you've wasted 45 minutes of your do life. Do you have your rat ring on? You need the rat, the dark rat ring. It's like, <laughs> fuck it. It's so shit. stupid. So, <laughs> it sounds like they're making that much easier so that you can play together, which will be great. I think this they've already confirmed that this is a four-player co-op as well, right? Like you can do four players in the multiplayer. I haven't seen that. I don't know. But I remember I seeing multiple people in a in a screenshot. Yeah. Um. So I'm on board with that. And then yeah, hold on. They they've mentioned that for bosses and even just difficult interactions in the world. Like if there's a particularly difficult area that's not necessarily a boss, when you die, you'll spawn closer to that. So it's not a huge slog getting back to that, especially with the size of the world that there is now. So. And you're I'm given a choice. You can choose to go back to the last bonfire equivalent if you want to. Like, it'll actually give you that choice when you die. Ooh. So someone who wants to kind of have that more traditional experience, they totally can. Um, I think most people will just go right to the closest respawn point, though. Dope. Yeah, I'm on board. I, I While you were reading this and talking about how, you know, we hope more people will finish this one. I was looking back and I was like, yeah, the first time I played Demon Souls, I didn't finish it. And then two years later, I came back and finished it. And then I first time I played Bloodborne, I got fucking... Like, the bosses are still going to be as hard as they are in normal Souls games, but, like, it, the getting to them is difficult. So, like, Bloodborne took me a while, uh, never finished Dark Souls 3. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited that this is something that looks like is accomplishable and that I want to... That feels more fair, I guess, to me. Fair, and I can play it the way that I want to play it. The um, <laughs> There was a video I saw. I've been trying to stay away from Elden Ring stuff, and then I just totally caved this week. Because I'm just too excited. And I saw this. There's like a breakdown of a new mechanic that they're kind of offering, which is similar to Sekiro in terms of there's this like hidden um, like posture system in the game. So like in Sekiro, you would try to whittle down someone's posture so you can go in for the death kill. Apparently, they're trying to do something similar to that, where if you do your heavy moves, it will have a um, it'll whittle down their like posture mechanic to a higher degree and then you can go in for like critical hits and I was in someone someone basically demonstrating how that works in the, in the network test and I'm like oof man this looks awesome it does not as much as a, when you look at it aesthetically it's like oh it's open world Dark Souls but it seems like they're doing a lot more behind the scenes to really incorporate other from software games within there as well, including Sekiro, which very much surprised me because I don't think anyone looked at this game and went, oh yeah, of course, Sekiro. It's the same thing, or Sekiro, whatever it's called. I like that. Getting just, uh, what do you call them? Like stunning people or whatever. Breaking yeah. them out so they're like, oh shit. And then you stab them. They're like, oh my God, I'm super stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is where I need help with. As part of a new interview with the game producer, Yasuhiro uh, yeah. Kitao. What was yep. that? Yashiro Kitao? Yasuhiro. Yasuhiro. Think of them in like two in like two two letter syllables. Yasuhiro. Mm-hmm. Kitao. I'm just gonna repeat what you said. Yasuhiro. That guy. Yep. Spoke further about the game's length and what fans can expect from the action RPG when it launches next month. This will differ significantly by player. Um again from what is Kitao? Kitao. Explained when asked how long Elden Ring would take fans to complete. In terms of targets set during development, the idea is that the main route should be able to be completed within around 30 hours. The game as a whole is a quite massive and contains many dozens more hours worth of gameplay. If we're talking about the main route only, it shouldn't take much longer than that. So 30 hours, main line, more stuff to do in the open world. 
also sounds pretty good. I don't want to have to take 70 hours to beat a game all the time. So that's cool. <laughs> I think this is another way the game will be more accessible too. Um, someone showed like the map of, I forgot the name of the area. They do the network test and they showed the main path of the game is actually very short for what was in the network test. But there was so much stuff in like the open world outside of that that you could do. It seems like you can kind of grind and go through that open world to level up, to go through that ma- that main quest, to kind of make it a little bit easier if you want to. Unlike traditional Dark Souls where you go back to a bonfire, you kill an enemies in a straight line, and then you go back to the bonfire, refresh all the enemies, and then kill all them in a straight line again, and then do that over and over again to grind. This seems yeah. like it's going to be much more enjoyable and will also make it more accessible by being able to grind out more easily. So I'm, yeah, I'm pumped. This looks great. Cool. Awesome. That's coming up very soon in what we call Hell Week at the end of February. Also believe it's around somebody's birthday. My birthday is on February 17th, the day before Horizon Forbidden West comes out. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that's relevant and that I feel like I need to bring it up, but just like, now you know. You know? Do with it as you will. Yeah. Ugh. All right. All you Sony guys who were worried about Call of Duty, you're going to get a couple more at least. That's my pony noise, Sony pony. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, more called a Sony Stallion is what I would call it. Three more Call of Duties planned for PlayStation. This is from Tom Ivan at VGC. Activision Blizzard is reportedly committed to releasing at least the next three Call of Duty games for PlayStation consoles. Uh, according to Bloomberg sources, uh, According to Bloomberg, talking about after Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard for $69 million. Uh, <laughs> nice. Prior to the announcement, hmm? I, you know, uh, sorry, I just I appreciate that either it was Tom Ivan or you. Somebody that most people are rounding up to $70 billion, but I love that you've rounded to $69 billion. Uh, It's so much closer to 69 It seems to make yeah. a lot more sense. Yeah. Uh, so Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard. But we're still getting Call of Duty games. Everyone's worried about getting your exclusive or not. So prior to the announcement of Microsoft's takeover plans, Activision had already agreed to make another three Call of Duty games available both on PlayStation and Xbox. Um, these are the deals that, of course, you couldn't get out of because it was before the takeover happened. Uh, these are said to be Modern Warfare 2 from Infinity Ward. Uh, that's coming in 2022. And a new game from Black Ops developer Treyarch next year. And then a Warzone 2. Mm. Both of those last two things supposed to be released in 2023. So you get... Two mainline games and then a new version of Warzone, which apparently are the three things that they agreed to before the acquisition. So after that, Microsoft could do what they wanted, but you're getting that minimum. And then, of course, Warzone Games as a Service, you would get that for many more years afterwards. But this is what we've seemed to be confirmed that PlayStation is getting at minimum, if not more. It's a possibility. But uh, yeah, you're good for a couple of years then. Yeah, I think anyone could have guessed that this was going to be the case. Uh, that obviously these deals are made in advance while they're developing these games and that this deal again could possibly not go through even though it's highly likely that it will. But I think what's most interesting about this is that this Bloomberg Bloomberg article I think is the very first mention we've ever seen of Warzone 2. And I'm very excited for that because Warzone 1 is literally still like an old ass game on a, like a PlayStation four game that you're playing on a PlayStation five emulated. It doesn't have 120 Hertz. It doesn't have uh, all the same bells and whistles, haptics, adaptive triggers or anything like that. So whatever they're planning with Warzone two, that's exciting to me. The other ones. Sure. Great. I don't give a fuck, I guess, but uh, yeah, Warzone two coming in 2023. Quiero. I get down with that. Hold. 
Uh, I'm actually surprised it's not longer. I, 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 I'm surprised Sony didn't have a deal to keep Call of Duty for the entire generation, unless generations planned to be shorter. I don't know. Um, but at least most of this generation, it, Sony will have access to Call of Duty. So that's that's good for them. I, I still think with like Elden, uh, not Elden Ring, Elder Scrolls, I was, I'm was i very certain, and it seems like extremely likely now that's going to be only on Xbox. But Call of Duty, like Minecraft, has a name outside of just like console war stuff. So I, f- I feel like there's still a chance that we'll see something Call of Duty, even outside of Warzone, come to their consoles. It wouldn't surprise me. So I'm, I'm still excited to see what happens even after those games. I think it most likely is Microsoft keeps exclusive to themselves. But I think there's more of a possibility for anything outside of that. So I think out after these three games, I'm very, very curious what happens. Yeah. Like I was saying last week, this would be the one game that you get on PlayStation. The other ones, they're like, nah, we got these. But Call of Duty, I think, is the only one that could possibly... Uh, you know, continue to be on PlayStation as well. But we will have to see. We'll play more Warzone. It'll be a good time. Valve. Remember those guys? You know what Ooh, Steam yeah. is? Yeah, these little this little upstart company announces plans for the Steam Deck. It's from multiple stories from GameSpot. Valve has officially announced that the Steam Deck will launch on February 25th. In a Sweet. blog post. So close. That's like a week after something important. Uh, in a blog post, <laughs> Valve confirmed that those who reserve a unit will receive a confirmation by email that day, after which they have 72 hours to purchase the handheld or give it up to the next person. So give them your money or fuck off. Uh, Steam, Deck's <laughs> <laughs> Steam Deck units will begin shipping February 28th, and more confirmation emails will go out each week. Valve also announced the impressions of the Steam Deck. Uh, announced that impressions of the Steam Deck from members of the press will begin to show up soon and more widely on February 25th. So, you're going to start shipping them out to your influencers, your TikTok stars, your Instagram hotties, and then everyone else <laughs> will start getting them in about a month. Uh, Steam Deck is getting a new feature called Steam Dynamic Cloud, making it easier to transfer or to transition between playing on handheld and PC. Uh, with Steam Dynamic Cloud en- uh, enabled, players don't need to save and close the game on Steam Deck in order to open it on another client. Instead, even if the players don't exit a game, you can reopen the same game with the most recent save on PC. So you can literally play on your PC, don't even have to close the game, pick up your Steam Deck, and your save should be there. So sort of not exactly a quick resume feature, but it's like, oh, I'm ready to go now, and your game is already there. So a lot of cool stuff from Steam Deck coming very soon. What are we thinking? I'm curious if I'm curious how much after pre-orders open up and the first wave goes out and all that kind of stuff. I'm curious how all of those later dates, like they were saying Q3, Q4, 2022 for all of you who have reserved one, how much those are going to shift upwards. And anecdotally, I know two people. Well, there are probably more that I know that I just don't know of, but two people who have pre-orders for this, who both have said, I don't know if I'm going to keep my pre-order. Like I put $5 down on this one. And I don't know if I'm going to keep it. I don't know. Um, so I'm, I'm curious how many of those are going to come February 25th. They get the email and they're like, nah, you know what? I don't think I need it. And then suddenly there's going to be a lot more availability of it than we thought there was. Yeah. When you only ask for $5 down, it's a lot easier to just be like, sure, that's fine compared to pay half of it off now. So the numbers probably wouldn't be big. But right. and I mean, in the case of like, the like Joel, Joel from Pixel mm-hmm. Street Pod, like he he put his $5 down, but it ha- also happened to be on the most expensive model. And it's not like you can now say, you know what, I don't think I need all that storage or I don't think I need that, you know, faster memory. Let me go for another model. No, if you want to do that, you have to place another order and it's going to be at the end of the line. So like, I feel like, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of people who are in that same boat, 
or maybe someone who pre-ordered the base model and they're like, fuck, now I want the better screen or the better memory. I forgot all the differences between these things, but I know one of them has faster storage or something like that. So, Yeah, the, the lower tier one doesn't have the faster storage, but the two t- upper tier ones do. Gotcha. I'm I'm more hyped on it though. Like I'm starting to think, especially with my experience with Legends Arceus on Switch, like anything that I thought I would use my Switch for, like the indie machine, I feel like I want a, a Steam Deck instead now, it's because like obviously they're going to be cheaper there. Steam is is where everything comes first anyway. There's a trophy system with Steam, and mm-hmm. there's not one on the Nintendo console. So like this, I think could replace most of my switch even though right now all i use my switch for is mostly first party stuff anyway but i don't know i feel like this could be switch to electric boogaloo for me so i'm getting more hyped on it but i don't know we'll see we'll see when it becomes available and whether i'm feeling an itchy trigger finger sometime when i've got some money to burn yeah i'm interested to see the press stuff like if you know people are like oh everyone's got a pre-order da, 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 da. but then the units go out to mr tiktok and he's like, holy fuck, this thing is great. Everyone's like, oh, i got to keep a pre-order now. I don't know. Yeah. I guess we'll see. But you know how hype cycles can be. People are like, I guess. And then they're like, no, this is the greatest thing ever. I have to buy it. Uh, yeah. Holden? I'm curious how many people will forget to respond to that email and then be pissed that they lost their pre-order. Yeah. I'm, I'm not like excited anticipating, but I'm expecting that there will be a lot of Reddit posts about very upset people. <laughs> who missed out on theirs. I actually, and I had to consider what you said, Chad, which was that, you know, you pre-order the higher tier one or you maybe pre-order the lower tier one and decided, uh, no, I do want the faster storage going up. Like that's going to be, that's going to be tough for some people. Um, I'm also surprised that Steam Dynamic Cloud was just announced. I feel like that's something that should have said initially because that's kind of changes, I think, how people are going to use this system. Beforehand, they were like, oh, no, you can totally just plug this into a TV and use this on your television or on your monitor. And someone who has a, you know, RTX, you know, 380 or, or 3080 or something like that, like, isn't going to want to plug in their Steam Deck just because their save is there. They're going to want to play on their super high-end hardware and then go out with the Steam Deck and do it that way. So this just makes sense that they're they're doing it that way. I'm they surprised they had announced it, it earlier. I wonder if they didn't announce it earlier because they weren't sure it was gonna, it was gonna make it in time for launch. Well, obviously it didn't. It didn't make it in time for launch because they thought they were gonna launch yeah. in December and it's coming out now. Um, yeah. So I'm wondering if that's why they didn't mention it ahead of time because they didn't want to set those expectations for something and not be able to deliver on it day one. Maybe at the same time it's a PC, and you know yeah. you could just put Dropbox on it and <laughs> sync your saves <laughs> over that way. You're right. So like, that's I how feel I do like... all my PC games. Dropbox. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I don't know, I'm surprised they didn't announce that, but it's a, it's a good it's a good thing to have. Overall, I'm excited to get one eventually. Whenever I get one, I just I know I'm not going to get one initially. I don't plan on even maybe even getting one this year, um, but I know at some point I'll absolutely get one of these. Yep, I don't think I'll get one, but it's just because it's not what I need. Because I got this big beefy boy right here warming my feet up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> like 100. percent I if I had another way to play Inscription. 80% of my hype for Steam Deck would disappear. But because I don't, like literally nothing in my entire house can play Inscription, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I need to get a PC and I'm not going to spend a lot of money on an entire second computer for my desk. So maybe so I, I actually, question for you, for you then, um, Adam, because I heard your whole thing of like Inscription so good, but you can't imagine it being on consoles. Do you think that mm-hmm. would play well on a Steam Deck? Oh, yeah. It would, that would technically 
on a technical I, level, you were, it you were hiding like what you meant by that. So I wasn't sure exactly yes. what you meant. So on a technical level, it would work on other consoles. There are things about a PC that make that game make more sense. Okay. There, they've say. already like as Steam is putting up like compatibility things for Steam Deck. There is a note on that one's like, hey, this one's not going to be able to be played exactly the same way as you would on a desktop. Mm. You're going to have to use yeah. the touchscreen and some other features in order to do it. Absolutely, but yeah, there's a lot of. I mean, Steam is, is a fantastic store. There's a lot of good stuff you can only find there, or find there cheaper. So it'll be cool when that comes out. So. Moving on, more backwards compatible news for PlayStation. Oh, this <gasps> continues do it. unfold every week. This is Jared Moore at IGN. A recent bug on the PlayStation Network briefly displayed all PlayStation 4 trophies as if they had come from PlayStation 3 games, causing, causing further rumors around unannounced backwards compatibility plans. As spotted by VGC, an issue on PSN recently meant that trophy lists on both console and the mobile apps we're showing incorrect data for PlayStation 4 trophies instead of showing them standard. More uh, many, many players reported the PS4 titles were showing up as PS3 games. That's quite odd. While the issue was quickly resolved and trophies across the network should now be displayed correctly, some fans have questioned whether or not the accidental, accidental bug can provide further evidence to a future where Sony releases its PS3 catalog via backwards compatibility. I love every week. It's just something else. It's like, there's a patent. Uh, this stuff showed up in the store that you can buy it. They're like all your trophies say they're PS3 trophies. Now they're like, we don't have backwards compatibility guys. These yeah. are just bugs. All right. Oh, I just fucking do it. Obviously, they're testing a lot of different things. Can we put PlayStation 3 games for purchase on the store? Can we make sure that the trophies show up in a reliable way on the network? Since, like, you know, remember on the PS3, PS3, on the PS3, you would earn a trophy, but it wouldn't ever sync until you actually went to go view the trophies in your cross media bar, and then it would spend like 16 years syncing the trophy data. Like, obviously, there's a new way they do system, there's trophies for the PS4, so they got to make sure that that works with that new system, too. So it's coming. It is coming. PlayStation 3 backwards compatibility is coming, and they're testing all these different aspects of it. But, like, your sloppiness is teasing my peen, and I just need you to either say, yes, I will be there to finish the job, or no, go do it yourself. And I'll do either way, I'll be happy. Just let me know. Like, I it's need to know. know, is PlayStation 3 backwards compatibility coming soon, or is it just you fucking around? Hmm. But it, Spartacus, more baby. and more news of like they're they're actually exploring it and working on it, which is something that we couldn't have said a year ago. Absolutely, Hold. it needs to happen. It's just, it just needs to happen. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, mm -hmm. it needs to. I just want to know pricing. What is what? What do I got to do? What do you want? What do you want me to pay? What are you going to give me? That's what I want to know. I would Bunch hope that stuff. they have a catalog of all your you know digital purchases, and it'll just carry over. That's my hope, but. Who knows? Maybe it's only attached to the streaming service or it's only attached to like something they want to do with PlayStation Plus. Like there's so much that we just don't know. We'll have to wait and see. A good thing for me, this account doesn't have any PS3 games on it, so I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, same here. Because yeah. <laughs> I reset my account. I have so, so many. Prince of Persia, your favorite game. Uh, yep. I never had a PS3 and PS2 definitely didn't have uh, a digital store. So, yeah. <laughs> Until they announce Vita and PSP games. Oh, I'll, nice. I'll be excited for that to come. Could all be included. 
Blizzard announced a new fucking video game oh, from shit. Matt Kim at IGN.com. This is in a weird way, too. Blizzard has announced it's working on a new AAA survival game for PC and console set in a brand new universe. And Blizzard is hiring to make it happen. So the rest of the story is basically just breaking down, like, what they're, they're hiring for everybody. They're like, hey, we have an unannounced, the name of the game was Unannounced Survival Game, and they're hiring <laughs> for it. Everyone come work on Unannounced Survival Game. Um just some descriptions about the game. A place full of heroes we have yet to meet. Uh, stories yet to be told and adventures yet to be lived. A vast realm of possibility waiting to be explored. Um, there's some artwork, which I everyone should look up. It's just like jungle, ruins, people standing around. And described as a modern day crossing over from modern civilization to a fantasy world. And there's a hunter dressed up in a cap and fur cap and armor. It's just, it's like the forest. It kind of looks, not necessarily like horizon but it's like that post modern apocalypse world just getting taken over by vegetation kind of a thing so they're like hey we're getting bought by microsoft and also blizzard is making a new video game which i was never a blizzard person because i was like yeah this stuff's cool but i'm not like a freak about it but a lot of people are freaks for everything blizzard does they're like oh blizzard makes one game every 10 years and we we cream our taint every time that they announce it. So, and we get a, an announcement. Which is very hard to do because usually when you cream, it's facing the other way. You got to turn it around. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Blizzard's making a new game. Um, it seems like probably early middle-ish production and it's going to be on PC and console. Notice they weren't named because I have one right. guess where that console is going to be, but Switch. A new game. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Exclusive to PC and Switch. But uh, yeah. Look at this new new Blizzard. Game. I, I'm I'm either way on this one. First of all, Blizzard for me, I've only ever been interested in Diablo, just that action RPG. I've had fun with Overwatch as well, but like StarCraft against strategy has never been my thing. Uh, I never got into World of Warcraft because it required a subscription, and I didn't want to ask my mom as a teenager to pay fifteen dollars a month for a game for me when she could pay one price. Uh, and War Warcraft, the game, never did it for me. So um, Blizzard, however, I feel like in the last, I don't know, five or six years has completely changed its reputation. It used to be like the pinnacle of video games came from Blizzard. And if, if something was coming out, like it was going to be, again, once every 10 years in this, like from Diablo 2 to Diablo 3 was literally a decade. But like everyone's so hyped for that next one. Whereas now like Warcraft Classic, or WoW Classic came out, no one didn't like it. Warcraft 3 Reforged, everyone hated it. Uh, Overwatch 2 is going through some troublesome stuff right now in development, and people aren't really excited about it. Um, so like, there's there's a ton from Blizzard right now that it feels like isn't that great, that I don't know how hyped I am for whatever this new thing is. I feel like they don't have the same reputation anymore. Uh, and it, who knows if that's a leadership thing? Who knows if that's an Activision thing? And maybe that's going to be cured by Xbox, but it probably won't be cured by Xbox in the next two years because that's when all of this will probably finally be over. So I don't know how I feel about this or if I'm excited about it at all. Well, I can tell you, actually, I'm definitely not excited about it because survival games are still... Survival games and puzzle games are two genres that I still poo-poo. Nope, I don't like. Get out. Hmm. Um, so uh, I'm not excited for this, and I don't know if if traditional blizzard fans are going to be excited for this either yet hold yeah i'm kind of on in, in a similar boat there where i mean it's hard to get pumped for concept art to begin with then also just like it's a survival game there's many different types of survival games some are much more interesting than others 
What's the Blizzard spin? Well, I've never been a big Blizzard person. I've, I don't think I've actually... I don't know if I've ever played a Blizzard game before. Maybe I'm Did wrong. you not play Overwatch with me that one weekend that it was free? Oh, yeah, I did. It was fine. Um, it didn't really get me that much. Um, yeah, so it's hard to get excited about it. This is also probably really, really far away. I would not be surprised. Do they say, do they say specifically it's in early to mid-development, or is that speculation? It's just that it's... They announced it, but it, they're hiring, so it's like... There's the idea there. Now they need people to make it. Okay. So it's like, where are we at? I can't remember who. There was some game developer who was like in an interview. And it wasn't about this at all. It was just about something else. But they were, they were saying that like sometimes games get announced super early just because they're trying to generate interest to hire talent to get into it. And mm-hmm. it seems like this is probably the case um, with that, especially when it's like, hey, do you want to come work for Blizzard? Like, oh, yeah, right now I absolutely want to come work for Blizzard with everything going on there right now. Sounds like a great time. So to kind of make it a little bit more enticing to say, hey, we're working on this new cool new project is I could be one way to help them hire. Um, I can imagine a lot of people in the video game industry are reluctant to go to a company like Activision Blizzard at the moment. Um, so this would make sense why they would want to announce very early for a game. So it's hard to know what's going on. We'll probably find out in the next few years. Maybe I'll be excited then. Yeah, watch this be a game that none of us care about, and then it comes out, and all the Blizzard diehards are like, "This game's a ten out of ten, and it has you know three million concurrence at all time." And <laughs> yeah. it's just like, "Yeah, we didn't care about but, that game. Oh, it's fucking huge. Okay, well, yeah. it's three million concurrent players, but no one knows anyone who actually plays the game." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Just like League of Legends, I know like two people exactly. play League of Legends, and it's the biggest game in the fucking world. But I know two people who play it uh, <laughs> personally, and Warframe. It's huge, God. apparently. Yeah, no, I've played Warframe. They're crazy. They love it. Uh, now I now know two people who play Warframe. <laughs> well, I said I've played. I do not play Warframe. Oh, okay. I'm Down to one again. I'm not a fucking loser. Uh, Capcom. <laughs> Capcom made some cash, everybody. We're all Some inclusive, Andy and we love everyone yeah. in our audience, except if you play Warframe. <laughs> fucking get out. We don't need your numbers. <laughs> fucking weirdos. Cash? At least oh. Adam has played it. I don't think we've played I know I haven't played it. Have you played it, Chad? I downloaded it on PS4, because it was like one of the first things that was out on yeah. PS4 whenever this console came out. But oh, yeah, that's it. right. That's right. Yeah, I never played it either. And it was free. I played about six hours of it total with my friends. who's really a good into amount. It. That's a good one. That's fine. I mean, I think it's a very good free to play. It's fucking very good. I just don't want to play it because I'm not a nerd. Um, so, <laughs> Capcom made some cash from Andy Robinson of VGC. Look at Capcom making money out here. Let me talk about how much Ooh, money this company nice. made. Capcom's record profitability streak is continuing in 2022, driven by sales of legacy titles, Resident Evil Village, and Monster Hunter Stories 2. Resident Evil um, Village is already legacy? Damn. No, legacy titles, comma. Resident Evil Village. And oh, gotcha. Here are the gotcha. three things that are making us money. Yeah, the legacy title that came out six months ago. Uh, on Wednesday, <laughs> in its results for the nine-month ending December 31st, 2021, the Japanese publisher reported the highest net sales and highest levels of all profit for uh, all profit items for the end of third quarter in company history. So they just made the most money in a quarter in the third quarter uh, ever. It means Capcom is approaching its ninth consecutive year of operating income growth and its fifth consecutive year of record profits. That just how do they keep making money? You know, they have turned them in the opposite of Blizzard. Um, it's not Square Enix. Capcom has completely turned themselves around and have, has gone from making poo poo to making die die diamonds. <laughs> Ooh, poo to diamonds, huh? It's, a, it's yep. an interesting way to go about it. Uh, during its current uh, fiscal year ending March thirty first, Resident Evil Village. Uh, has sold 5.7 million units, 
while Monster Hunter Story 2 Wings of Ruin has sold more than 1.4 million units, which I believe was the second Monster Hunter game to come out this year. There have been multiple Monster Hunter games this year, or 2021. Um, Monster Hunter Rise has sold 8 million units since its release last year, and Resident Evil 7 has achieved its sixth consecutive year selling more than 1 million units and cleared 10 million total sales. So, people just keep buying these fucking Capcom games. They're like... Fucking RE7 came out three years ago. Let's buy it again. I don't, I don't know. Good on Capcom. Yeah. Their numbers are good. They're making quality stuff, man. I don't give a shit about any of the Monster Hunter stuff, but Resident Evil. Turn the beat around. I just, I just like how their second Monster Hunter game sold 1.4 million, and their first one sold 8 million. It's just like, yeah, just put out two Monster Hunter games, and they'll both sell 10 million combined in a year. Sure, why yeah. not? Oh, it's huge, huge Monster Hunter. I, again, I know like one person who really loves Monster Hunter, but apparently it has this huge like following and fan base. They're a nerd, um, right? Yeah, they they are, but in like in a good way, in a good way. Nerd. Nerds are cool, um, but I'm not that kind of nerd. To be very clear, <laughs> oh, I'm not one of them, though. <laughs> yeah. Nerds are cool. I don't want to touch them, and I don't want them to breathe on me. But they're cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so all right, pretty good. If this is a little off topic here, but like if they're doing this well. And they're probably going to be growing if they're doing this well. If Sony's going to buy a really big studio to compete with Microsoft's big acquisitions, Capcom might not be a bad one to get. I they think- already have that relationship with Street Fighter, too, and that exclusivity. And yep. then with Resident Evil, they often have a lot of exclusivity there, too. Yeah. Mm, but they have that Nintendo, because all those Monster Hunter games come to Nintendo, oh, right? Yeah. That's the thing. Fuck Nintendo. Take it from them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think if they were to do it, it would be some, I think like a Square maybe. I feel like it would be another Japanese company. I just feel like that's how that would go. Um, yeah. So yeah, Capcom, Capcom's in that short list for sure. So I don't see I, why I, not. I, I, I totally hear the Square because Final Fantasy is huge. People are looking forward to, you know, Final Fantasy VII uh, um, Part Two, whatever that's going to be called, and Final Fantasy Sixteen. Capcom releases games more consistently than, like, every other 10-year period. It seems like Final Fantasy is, like, fit into uh, a schedule on. So I feel like they'd have more coming out more frequently. And, like, what does Square Enix really have besides Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts that, like, don't come out that frequently but do really well when they do come out? I mean, those are the but ones, they have but smaller, those are big. Those are really big, yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah. Capcom is much more regular, and they have... I mean, how many Monster Hunter games are there? I mean, Holy shit. Square Enix has Avengers. They also have <laughs> Guardians, though, which is actually rated. a good video game. Square Enix should buy Avengers just for... Or, sorry, Square, Square Enix should... Uh, blah. Sony should buy a Square Enix for Avengers just for Brent. Yeah. Yes. To, just to retain the demographic of Brent. We like Spider-Man and Avengers so much, we're buying the company just for that reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have, uh, I'm looking up on their website, they have the Nier series, like Nier Automata. They have mm-hmm. Life is Strange, Outriders, which they're, I guess, pumped to make a, a big series as well. Um, There's stuff there. I think I'd prefer Capcom, but I don't know if Capcom needs to. Yeah, they don't need to, um, and I don't even think necessarily Sony needs to buy a huge studio like that. But if that is the move they are going to make, I think I don't know. I think Capcom would be a better move than uh, than Square Enix. Yeah, what if Sega would be cool. Microsoft. Sega would be cool. Sony buys Microsoft. Microsoft, not Xbox, just Microsoft. What if they? What if Sony <laughs> leaves Xbox but buys Microsoft Office? Yeah, they're gonna make Excel exclusive to PlayStation Five. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> so funny because Excel's probably worth more than all of Sony as a company, yeah, just yeah. like that fucking program. 
It's you want to know though, how many more PlayStations would they sell if you had to have? If you could do your spreadsheets on it? Yeah. 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 Every cool. workstation and every company would have like a really shitty Dell monitor and a PlayStation 5 next to it. <laughs> Don't do it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So every, every office would look like that. Oh, what Square Enix has Dragon Quest. That's huge. It's mm-hmm. huge, but like how frequently do those games come out compared to like a Resident Evil or a Monster Hunter? Well, like mainline versions of them, or how many versions of Dragon Quest Eleven just came out Builders. in the last three years? And Dragon <laughs> Quest Builders. There's Dragon Quest Eleven, Dragon Quest Eleven S, Dragon Quest Eleven S, Echoes of Elusive Age Remastered, PS4 3D Edition. There's a ton of them. It's too much, but yeah, good for Capcom. But they're not selling ten million each. That's yeah. for sure. And just we'll cause. See. I wish those games were better. Uh, but yeah, that's it for the news <laughs> stories, guys. I already did my segment, so I guess that leaves us with Game one on thing. Game Show. The Game on our Game Show. We play a game called Game on the Gaming Show on our Game Show. Game, 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 game. We've got a new game this week called Quick Service Pokemon Food. <laughs> um, I don't know if you're familiar with the term Quick Service Restaurant, but it is nope. what fast food restaurants now call themselves. Because fast food has too much of a oh. of a stigma to really? it, so they now I thought it was like a Panera, where it's like you can drive through, but we're more fancy than McDonald's. No, 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 no. QSRs are the new. That Burger King is a QSR, McDonald's, Subway, etc. It must be healthy for you. They changed the the name of the the category of right. food they're in. It must be healthy now. Right, and it it appeals to the millennial generation as well, which is why you'll often now see things instead of being called like sugar free something, it's now something zero. Because that's mm. it's much more appealing. And, and they aren't in the idea. They aren't into diets. Okay, anyway, here's, here's the idea. Quick Did Don Draper give the food. speech to like make that like, pitch? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Quick service Pokemon food. We have the way that this works. I'm going to give us a restaurant, a quick service restaurant. And we have to, because you know Pokemon has some wild aspect. Like there's literally a Pokemon that's a pair of keys. <laughs> there's a Pokemon yeah. that is like a fucking air conditioner. There's a, there's a bunch of weird ass fucking Pokemon. There's a, a ice cream cone Pokemon. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give us a restaurant. And then we have to come up with, for that restaurant, a full three Pokemon evolution chain inspired <laughs> by that restaurant's food. Okay. That includes... What type, what personality, like, are they like a, you know, a feisty dragon? Are they like a, you know, a calm, cheery, I don't know, muffin, whatever it is. So a type, a personality, and then, of, of course, it has to be like a really clever name because that's what Pokemon are, named, are known for. But really quickly, I just want to just pop in my head. Recently, McDonald's did like the different sizes of Big Mac, and I never thought of them as Pokemon evolutions, but they totally are. <laughs> They're totally... <laughs> They had like the Big Mac Junior, the small one, then the Big Mac, and then the Grand Mac, or whatever it's called. They're the Pokemon Mac. evolutions. Once you get to level 36, yep. you get the Grand Mac. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Holy shit. So I have three restaurants here. I don't know how long this is going to take, so we might just do one today. Mm. We might do all three. Who knows? It, it all, I don't want to spend more than like seven or eight minutes on this segment, just because we've already gone like an hour and a half. So um, we'll, let's start, and maybe we'll come back and visit this in, in future episodes. Let's start. With Subway. Eat Fresh, mm. known for their association with child pornography. They have lots of meats. They recently redid their menu to include a lot of fresh ingredients, including avocado that you watch the people cut on demand. Like it's not squeezed out of a bag. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, what do we do? There's pizza, there's salads, there's soups, there's cookies. Now, I believe there's already a garbage Pokemon. So isn't that already? There is. Trubbish. Were there already? There's a garbage Pokemon, yeah. Or a garbage <laughs> Perfectly described Very subway. Good. Very yeah, good. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But no, for real, though. I mean, it has to be, obviously, it's a sandwich Pokemon. Right? I feel like, mm-hmm. it, yeah, obviously. Or maybe yes. one piece of bread, a piece of bread with shit on it, and then two pieces of bread with shit in the middle. A compliment sandwich, perhaps? <laughs> Here's an idea. What if it's like, it starts as like a salad, and then okay. it's a six inch, and then it's Ooh. like a, a party sub. Fucking party sub? Damn. Yeah, fucking a party big. sub. Shit. Okay, so, sh- all right. The party, is that like it comes with a plate, right? With all the little subs on top of it? Right? right? Isn't it like the 12 foot long or something? It's like, like it's super a really long. fucking long. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Seconds, that's right. That's how they do it. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I had a totally different idea. It's not going to work then. Okay, so it's going to have little legs underneath it. To like walk around, of course. So it's like a little party plate, looks like a little like crab almost, and mm-hmm. then it becomes like a centipede looking thing, and then like super long centipede looking. Well, the last thing. one's a centipede. Well, yeah. Ooh, so you know long. what? You know what? You know so what? Long. I feel like that. I feel like Bugsnacks did that though with the sandwich. Like they made a really long they centipede. They did. One. Yeah, Pokemon's never stolen anything from anybody. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> Come on, <laughs> we can do this. So the last one's a centipede. I like okay. that. Just like a million okay. fucking legs on it. Yeah. And they're all like little pickles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all the legs are pickles. Little pickles. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Um, salad. I mean, obviously, I feel like the salad is a... And it's eat fresh. Is it all grass mm-hmm. type? I think you go grass. Maybe they have do... like a, a double type. Like as you get to the higher um, evolutions, they're like I'm this and grass. I'm grass steel for the last one because you bite into a fork. That's inside your sandwich. Oh, I was going to say Why like it's a fiery a sauce. <laughs> I was gonna... Fire because it's gonna... toasted? Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, you just do like a fiery Ooh, like, chipotle like, sauce with that. on there? Or, oh, yeah, some like mm. buffalo sauce. Mm-hmm. Wait, you can't have a grass fire. That's your weak to your own yes, you type. Right? That's what makes there it are... a really good Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Okay. There cool. are there are Pokemon that have conflicting types now. Goes from Welcome grass to grass fire as it gets bigger. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the personality? Is it is it just a pedophile? Is that what we're saying? Or are we doing something different? <laughs> <laughs> so there's so they're already in Pokemon lore, there's the Drifloon, which is the balloon Pokemon that's a ghost. And it it goes and like befriends children, and then as soon as the child holds on to it, it floats away and captures it and takes it away forever. So like there's captures already the in Pokemon lore, there's kidnapping. Mm-hmm. There could be this fiery centipede sandwich <laughs> that will touch you in a human child centipede sandwich. Mm-hmm. But it just kills children. Let's not do have sex with them because that's gross. Okay. Just kills okay. children. That's fine. Just kills children. <laughs> just kills children. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They go to open their mouth and it breathes fire down their throat. There we go. Perfect. Absolutely. All right. What's the names of these little fuckers? So we know. So there's something. So there's centipedes. So something around their legs. What's the what is it? Was it like a grub or a larva? Be like, salad grub, <laughs> is the first one, <laughs> right? And then it gets bigger, right, and then right. it's sent a sandwich or some bullshit. I don't know what the middle one would be. I don't know I what the six inch would be. Sub is a prefix. Could work. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Like, hold on. It becomes a sub in the second form, and then like a bigger sub. Mm-hmm. What if we call it grubitch? Is the first okay. one. Grub mm. and spinach. 
but it's also okay. going to turn into a sandwich. So there's that. The right, grub- sandwich. Yeah. Okay. What's the second? What's the six inch boy? I mean, subitch. If you want to do sub, like it's in there. Subitch. Grubitch. Subitch. Grubitch. Subitch. <laughs> son of a bitch. Grubitch. Subitch. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Perfect. I think that's great. I think it's great. Also, also, so, and you mentioned toasted earlier, and that has to be part of this. Toasted is the shiny version mm. of this Pokemon. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. A little char marks or on the like top the of it. Or it's like the Italian urban cheese yeah. bread. Oh, yeah. It's called that slices. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Well, let's do one more. Let's do one more. Mm. Sonic. <laughs> the restaurant Sonic. Okay, I feel like... Let, let, hold on. For anyone, it might be regional, so we, let's kind of explain what Sonic is. It's a it's a drive-in restaurant. People deliver things on roller skates to your car. Uh, there's hot dogs. There's tater tots. There's sandwiches. Oh, sorry. There's like burgers, corn dogs, Texas slushies, toast. Texas toast. It's very mid America fucking drive-through shit. They have everything. Mozzarella sticks. They have everything. You got mozzarella sticks. Yeah. Yeah. One of the few places you can get mozzarella sticks and a hot dog. So, I don't know what the evolution path for this is going to be, but there's so many move possibilities by making it a a soda or a milkshake with roller skates it moves around on, and then it shoots, like, nerds out of its straw, because you can put nerds and stuff in the drink. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there's something there. There's something there. It definitely should be on a roller skate, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. No matter what it is. Like hamburger on roller skates, tater tots on roller it has to be. These Absolutely. are just fucking McDonald's fucking mascots. <laughs> 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 All right, first form is hamburger. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Grimace is the last one. Uh so what what's the thing is what do people get it? Like what is Sonic known for? I definitely say like the slushes. Or what they're known for. I always get an extra long cheese coney. That's because that's all I want there. I feel like that's a, so, like a chili cheese dog or some kind of yeah. hot dog is a, mm-hmm. is a very popular thing there because you can't get that most quick service restaurants. True, yeah. and you can do you can get a normal hot dog, you can get a corn dog, and you can get the super long one, and we can kind of do a similar evolution path there. Mm-hmm. We, I like that. Where do we? How about okay? How about this too? Because there are some Pokemon like they have accessories like like Hugh Bones like I got my mom's dead hand or whatever my um, mom's skull and then a, a boner in my hand a boner yeah so we do the hot dog thing but it also has the three sizes so you've got the thirty two ounce and then the forty four and then is it Route sixty six which is the big fucking massive goddamn <laughs> cup so it, as it grows and gets bigger and changes its hot dog form its cup gets bigger for its attacks. The first version's a water cup. It's got water not cup. Just fucking clear and there's just yeah. It's clear as water in it. That's it. Yeah. All right. All right. Then you can get a slushy. Then you get then a sixty six. Yeah. Full of can we, diet Mountain Dew. Can we steal for the largest one? Can we steal the the Parks and Rec sizing and call it child size? Because it's <laughs> if you liquefied a toddler, that's how much it would fill up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Perfect. So what? Extra long cheese cone is the last one. Would corn dog be the beginning, or would it be normal hot dog be the beginning? Um, I feel like because the normal hot dog is closer to the long hot dog, it'd be weird to be like normal hot dog, corn dog, normal hot dog. And then it goes back. Yeah. And then it goes back. Or 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 though. Wait a second. You're onto something here. 
it's like the caterpillar Pokemon, where it's like it goes into cocoon, mm-hmm. and then that's when it's in a corn dog, and then it sprouts out and becomes like a flying corn, like huge, like chili dog. Yeah, it bursts out of the batter and becomes yes, a long. Yes, so here, Pokemon. so it's, it's just like a naked dog, yeah. no bun. It was like a naked mm-hmm. little wiener, and yep. then wraps itself in cornmeal and and fries itself, so it's a corn dog. And then, yeah, it busts out, and that becomes its bun for the big one. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. I like that. There we go. Yeah. It has this Route 66, because that you have to have that. <laughs> 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 All right, what's its name? What's its type? I, I, my brain it... keeps coming back to ground type, because, like, mm-hmm. hot dogs are just ground-up pig parts. Chili is ground. ground beef, and it's, like, kind of ground mm-hmm. up. Like, I feel like ground type is a really good type for this. Mm-hmm. Ground and then at the end fire because it's a chili dog. It's got that lava hot chili on it, so it's a ground fire type at the end. Mm. All these turning into fire type. I don't. I like spicy Ooh. food apparently. How about dark? Ground and dark because after you eat the chili dog, your stomach goes to a dark place and you shit all over <laughs> <Yeah>. yourself. <laughs> this is this is true. Yeah, and you you make yeah. butt dirt out of it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to continue the ground theme. Ground and ground dark. Okay, that makes sense. What's this little fucker's name then? I, I so I, as a basis I. I Coney, like a Coney dog, mm-hmm. kind of like you can. I think you can base things off of that because it starts off cute sounding, like Coney, mm-hmm. but like not Coney because it's already something. But then it's hard to find deviations from that. Like Sony can't do Sony because like Sony. Oh. M- money obviously you can't call Pokemon money. <laughs> money. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know which one it's gonna be. Um, but I like the basis of Coney, but I don't know. Like Bony like, wouldn't work either. Wiener. Some form of wiener. Yeah. Just because it's the first one is literally well, just a, a hot dog. It's just a yeah. wiener dog. And then what do you, I don't know what you do for the other ones. Big wiener is the last one. <laughs> <laughs> wiener, bigger wiener, biggest wiener. <laughs> I don't know. Bad with names. All right. So, hmm. Wait a minute. Beautify and How do you, what's free, hot dog backwards? Hot dog. I need to write Gata. it. Like I can't. Like, what is it? Gata. What is it? Gata. There you go. And just add a letter because that's what they did for fucking Ekans. It's just fucking snake You're backwards. Snake so just do fucking hot dog backwards. backwards. Mm-hmm. Do hot dog backwards. Do corn dog backwards. Do corn even... dog backwards. If you take out the D or the T, you could do Godo. Mm, is that backwards? Godo, oh, I, I, Godo. Wait, 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 wait. I did, I did, I did dog first backwards and then hot second backwards. And That's then if you right. take out the D or the T, it's. What? Spell it out. Hmm. I'm, I'm so if you do G O D space <laughs> T O H and then you just get rid of the D and the T and combine them together, you get Goda. Mm hmm. And then maybe it has Gouda cheese on it at the end or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gouda, Gouda, and Gata. There we go. Yeah. I just changed the the sounding of the, the last part. Gouda, Gouda, Gata. But it's spelled the same way every time in the game. So it's like really confusing to the yeah. audience. People don't <laughs> but when they made the live action movie, everyone then knows. And it's it's it gets all the internet debates about it, like how you pronounce the different forms. And that spurs conversation, which leads to marketing, and like, boom, there we go. Perfect. Look at go us. to Gudagata. We work Nailed for the fucking Pokemon it. company. Yeah. <laughs>
That was good. That was a fun game. We'll save the other one for later. Maybe we'll do that again with a with another guest at another time. So uh, that's it. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our podcast. That's it for Game on Game Show. That's it for episode 243. Three. 243 of Respawn Aim Fire. Um, props to Holden for, like, popping up out of his grave and, and coming here. Thanks for this. having me. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's exciting. It's, I talk about Star Wars and Pokemon and see all you guys. It was awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. It's been fun. Um, you have homework if you're listening to this podcast. You should go to two websites. You need to go to the World Wide Web and go to your type in AOL keyword YouTube. <laughs> and then on there, search for Respawn Aim Fire. Go subscribe to that channel. Um, you also need to go to patreon.com slash fire where you can subscribe for $1 a month. You get dope wallpapers. There's one coming that is Witch Queen themed. Be oh. soon. Get ready. Um, you can vote on Barf Games. Backlog accomplishment with Respawn and Friends. Speaking of, we talked about how we're going to review and talk about Alien Isolation this Thursday. But we're also going to play Quantum Break for the month of February. And we'll talk about that at the end of the month. Uh, so... Quantum Break is Remedy's game, which was like the game right before the 2019 Game of the Year Control. Uh, so that's going to be really interesting to put some context into what that team has done. So Are you going to watch that. like the movie TV show thing like alongside yeah, you it? Play play a level of the game, and then you watch an episode of the TV show. It's all built into the game. It's really cool. So uh, it'll be my first time playing that. Adam, it'll be the first time finishing that for him. He started mm-hmm. it once. So. Uh, Go there. You can vote on future months, like whatever um, March's game will be going up, like, I don't know, around my birthday, which is like February 17th. 17th, right in the middle yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of the month there in February. So, you know that information now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, go there, patreon.com slash fire and uh, have a good old time. That's it. H- Holden... Is there something you would like to plug that you do or places that where people can interact with you and find you? Uh, do you still do Networked? Is that a podcast you I, can talk about? I still do Networked. I actually, um, we're going to be doing that with Daniel Regera very soon to talk <gasps> about NFTs, Metaverse, all that fun stuff and our, our thoughts on that. Um, you officially have an NFT now. I do officially have an <laughs> NFT now, yeah. Um, and But it's mine. I'm going to keep it for myself. I'm not going to resell Perfect. it later on. Like It's, it's for yeah, me. Don't don't show anybody your NFT so they can just snap a JPEG of it and steal it. So. <laughs> I was just on my network. I'm on Twitter. I'm holding the Pardo, but I like never – I don't post on Twitter that much anymore. So You now officially have a profile picture that's not Homer Simpson. Threw me off the first time that I saw that. It was like – what yeah, the fuck yeah. is this? What? Yeah, I, I, I put it guy? as my face, and now it's – well, it's still my face, actually. If you go look at it, it's still just my face. <laughs> it is. I forgot. Yeah. I yeah. forgot that it was at fucking Fox. <laughs> Don't make fun of my face. So That's my I face. Hate. Why are you making fun of my face? <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Until next time, here's our usual sign-off. Do you remember the name of that guy who we told you not to forget who worked at GameSpot as a freelance person? George Yang. <laughs>